0: How you provide called? for one fucking kid, you
1: fucking idiot. Well, now I'm get, beginning to see why he left.
0: Just fucking like right pussy!
2: And there's a guy, Tom, you're gonna love this name. His name is, um, he calls himself Turd Flinging Monkey. I thought you'd appreciate that. Ah. <laughs> That's a good one, right? <laughs> I do like it. <laughs> He's got a lot of videos.
1: The emotional thinking just is too strong. That's why women shouldn't vote. They're just children. hello! Welcome to the Turd Flinging Monkey Show. I am your host, Turd Flinging Monkey. Welcome to a special, unexpected April Fool's Day <laughs> episode of the show. Yesterday, in case you didn't know, um, we had a lot of issues. There was a miscommunication about the time change, so we started like an hour and a half late, and then halfway into the second segment with a guest, my entire internet got shut down due to a, to a DDoS attack. So, yeah, that was the end of the show. So here we are trying to get, you know, make it up to the people who took the time out on a Friday to spend time with us. So we set up a, a special Saturday show. And my uh, production manager, Cat, is here. And, Yo!
3: What's yeah. up, everyone? Apologies for not setting it through the, uh, setting up through the announcement, but, you know, we didn't know... What was going on, and yeah, you know, I wasn't sure that this, I, I honestly wasn't sure that this show was going to happen. So, apologies to all, including the um, Patreon members that were prepped for the show yesterday. Uh, hopefully, we can make it up to you.
1: Yeah, we, uh, we didn't like even a
3: 20 hour stream or something.
1: Yeah, we didn't even know if the, um, the show was going to happen because my internet was down until like sometime in the morning and then it just, you know, magically came back.
3: Yeah, it, it does that. Yeah. <clears throat> but you got to don't forget, you've got to speak to your your internet provider on Monday. Right, you yeah, I might to mess to what happened. Yeah,
1: my ISP nobody's there until Monday. So I call them and they're like, you know, our hours are Monday through Friday. And I'm like, okay, great. Yeah. So if you get DDoSed on a Friday
3: evening, you're kind of screwed. Pretty much, yeah. <clears throat> Pretty much. But hey, you've got the internet back. I do. So milk. Exactly. All right, All right. I'm gonna drop, um, jump up, and prep the first guest. Uh, okay.
0: Do
3: you want to keep the chat entertained for now? Sure. Oh, just I'll, I'll try comments. to keep
1: the chat. Man, there's no audio. I think the. I think I might have to restart the game because there's no audio.
3: One Wait, give me a second. Let me check.
1: No, I can't even hear it.
3: Oh yeah, yeah. There's no audio. All
1: right, try, try it one more time, guys.
3: such an awesome game i mean number three yeah really, really enjoyed that
1: anyway, so geez. it's always something it's always something okay at least there's no issues with the restart yeah all right yeah and i'm so i got a vpn i use uh, ip vanish i did a lot of research about which ipn to use or which vpn to use i'm sorry um i wanted one that was high speed that didn't have any sort of data cap you know, most of the cheaper ones or the free ones there's a very hard line about how much you can how much data you can use. Okay, I can hear it now. Good. Oops. All right. Oops. All right. Okay, so now we're starting the game. So yeah, it, it's gonna take a little bit, little bit to get used to. Like I had to refresh the Discord with the VPN. Some games don't even work with the VPN. Like they somehow detect you're using a VPN and they don't let you use it. So that kind of sucks, but it's, it's weird. It's like games that you wouldn't even think would care. Like obviously this game worked with the VPN, but some games don't, it's really weird. But hopefully this will protect me from another DDoS attack because if my if my IP address gets attacked I can just switch to a new IP There's still no audio
4: Hold on I turned it down it's like way down
1: Jesus All right I, the audio worked a second ago now i can hear the audio again
3: right how's things tfm on your on your end
1: i can hear the audio in the menu but then when i play the game there's no audio okay now i hear the audio gosh good times
3: oh my god master volume you've got it set at zero fail i
1: i guess all right sorry
3: wow this is why you don't let monkeys use computers. You just don't get it.
1: Well, I I need to have the problem is if the volume's too high, then like people complain about hearing the gun sh- the gunshots and they can't hear the conversation. Oh yeah, that's true. So that's true. you know it's always like walking a razor's edge.
3: I understand. Anyway, um, TFM, we have our first guest. All right. His name is.
0: Now, I'm
5: sorry,
3: What did your He's got his name in the, in the yeah, we, so we, I'm, he, I'm definitely not going to use that. You, you could just just
1: <laughs> just bring him in and he can introduce himself. Yeah.
3: <clears throat> yeah. Sweet.
1: It'll be like a,
5: a mystery be, bag. He wants
3: to, he, yeah, he wants to talk to you about prepping and uh, starting a business.
5: Okay. So,
3: let me drag him down now. Bonjour, Anonymous. Hello. Give me a few seconds. Oh, yeah, hello. Seconds. hello.
1: Oh, okay. Well, it, it clearly says his name is Brett, so I don't know if that well, was...
3: Well, dude, like...
1: <laughs> okay, it's okay. There's, it's mo- there's, there's, there's more than one
4: Brett. What course it says... He could
1: be... Yeah, or it could be Brett Hart, the wrestler from the 90s. All right, yeah. yeah so, you know, there's more than one Brett. He's okay.
4: So, all right.
1: Anyway, <laughs> all right. Welcome to the Turflingy Monkey Show.
4: Great to be here, man. Um, first off, I wanna um say something about uh, there was a show you did maybe last week where, <clears throat> where someone said uh, that you know you had a uh, chainmail and that you you were saying yeah it would protect you from being stabbed and yes it will because I make. Chainmail, uh, chainmail, because I do like live action role play stuff, mm-hmm. and I test it that way. I'll I'll put it on like a dummy and like stab the crap out of it, and it does does work. Um, yeah. But you want to make sure, like, if you want like good stuff for like you know shit hits fan, you uh sh- the best stuff is like riveted right steel riveted like uh, a six millimeter. If you can get five millimeter, that's great. But yeah, it it, well. it does work.
1: Well, no, mine is mine is really small rings. It's like butcher mail. It's basically to protect against small knives, like stabs and slashes. It's not meant to stop, like, a spear or a bayonet. It's designed to stop, you know, someone trying to shank you.
4: Yeah, yeah. Um, and another thing you can do, too, is, um, you know, if you get, like, uh, um, what do they call it? Uh, like, bulletproof um, plates. You can easily make a, like, a leather pouch on the front and the back and on the sides to put the plates in. So then you can just, like, wear a shirt over it and you got, like, you know, you're you're set and ready for a, a gunfight and no one know, even knows it.
1: Well, a guy sent me a link to a, a, like, a Polish army surplus store where basically they sell military-grade armor. For like $400. So I don't know what's going on in Poland where they're selling their military wares on the <laughs> internet. But apparently that's awesome. they don't give a shit. That's, that's Poland for you. So I'm like, yeah, fuck. It's all the same technology. I don't give a shit if it's like, you know, olive green or it's got the little digi pattern like in the US.
4: Yeah, I mean whatever works right
1: i actually got i've been trying to get somebody on the show who knows something about prepping um that's me man all right cool sweet oh (laughs) i I actually got a book i was going to kind of go through it and maybe base a video series on it but if you were like yeah if you know stuff i'd love to hear it because i've had a lot of people request information you know because i talk about you know the collapse of society and uh preparing and they're like well what are we supposed to do And I'm like, well, you know, I have, I have a gun, I have weapons, I have silver, I have food, but I'm not like an expert or anything, so maybe you can fill in some of the gaps.
4: Well, I've been uh, prepping for about five years, since I got out of the Marines in 2012. I was in, um, infantry in 1st Battalion, 2nd Marines, and I was in Fast Company, which is like a, um, embassy reaction force, um, and... Yeah, the biggest thing, the biggest thing for being a prepper right off the bat, yeah, I wish I would have known this, is don't worry about buying crap that people are trying to sell you. Just, like, the biggest thing is there's so much free education, just through even just through YouTube, and just learn as many different skills as you can, because it doesn't matter what stuff you have, anyone can steal that from you, you know, or... You know, you get in a gunfight or a firefight, and then you have to go somewhere else, and then someone's gonna steal all your shit. Like um, one of the tactics that that I'm gonna implement, like when shit goes down, is all my long-term stuff is buried. It's all cached, so I. Someone can break in my house, and I'll look cl- as ill prepared as my neighbors. Like, oh yeah, I'm just like you. I don't, I don't have jack shit. Like, please don't take my one bag of ramen noodles, please. You yeah. know, and um, that's a w- so then you can kind of blend in. But then at night you can go, you know, dig up some of your supplies or whatever, and uh, not starve to death. Um, right. Also, like whatever's in your area, utilize I me. Mean, for me, I I live <coughs> like on the coast. There's a whole bunch of like billionaires and millionaires who just have these badass freaking boats and badass like um, self-sustaining um, sailboats and stuff, and they don't even live here, you know. So, <laughs> in a, a real shit hits fan scenario, I just I I have all the equipment to just get over there in a little boat, and then I can. Just go to my little island, you know. Play pirate if I have to. Go to you know, sail off to Texas or South America, like.
1: Right. Yeah, I mean, because what are they going to do? Call the cops?
4: My yeah, boat, right. my
1: boat got stolen. Like it's like when you call the cops about your bike getting stolen, they could give a shit.
4: Yeah, and it's all it all varies on the level of shit hits the fan, you know. Like. like oh right. I mean. You're you're in the I mean you were in combat, right?
1: Um I was in Intel. So they didn't let me leave the wire, but I was in a, I was stationed in Iraq, but I never left the FOB.
4: Okay. Well, at least for me in combat like every time we had a plan, it never went <laughs> right. according to plan. You know, you were just fucked. So like you don't want to have a plan, you want to have like a mindset. Like okay, exactly. I want to be a pirate. Like that's your mindset. And then you okay, I want or I want to stay in this local area or I want to you know fucking go south whatever it is but you yeah you ha- once you have the mindset it really doesn't matter you know how you get there you'll be a lot more mentally stable if you just follow a mindset instead of following a plan because it's gonna fuck up and you're just gonna like lose your fucking cool
1: well there's a uh, there's a quote from Mike Tyson that I like to use where everybody has a plan until they get punched in the face
4: <laughs> yeah that's a good one um another cool trick is like if if you guys want to do the uh, you know live on live on the sailboat style, um, the what you gotta get is tracer rounds because an actual actual pirates like in Africa right now, like they are attacking a boat, and that boat has a weapon on it that shoots tracers at them. They just say, so screw this and turn around, and run away, because <laughs> that tracer's gonna put a hole in the, in their vessel and sink them, or freaking burn, uh, you know, catch the ship on fire, right? Whatever. And they're well, just like that's not worth it to them.
1: Well, like I'm a big, I like shotguns, and I'm a big fan of the dragon, dragon's breath rounds, like the phosphorus oh, yeah, shotguns. Those are sweet. Like you know, people are already when they hear a shotgun go off, but when they see like a pillar of fire come out of it. And just like incinerate whatever you were pointing at.
4: Yeah, it's like, like, I'm not fucking Oh, man, I'm
1: <laughs> the fuck out of here. Like, that's a whole level of bullshit I do not want to fuck with.
4: Yeah. Oh, another big thing is like, <clears throat> so <clears throat> you can go to um, like Sam's Club or whatever and get just grain or just get, um, you know, rice or beans really cheap. Like, I got right. like, like a 50 pound bag of rice for oh, you- like. Uh, 20 bucks
1: you can also the this is kind of you You have to have a connection but the mormon church is really into food storage and they'll sell they sell these canned grains and rice and wheat like dirt cheap.
4: very true yeah i, I didn't go that route but they do um but then you just put them like there's a couple ways you can do it like one you can um just put it in like home depot um um, buckets and then you put uh, diatomaceous earth in with it like you mix it in and then, Wait, then what,
1: what if... was that diatomaceous earth
4: yeah yeah it's like a fine grainy like sand they use it in like water treatment and stuff Oh, okay. but but it it just keeps like the bugs won't eat it so even if it's buried like you know 8 feet underground and like bugs like can get to it they, they won't eat it like they can't and they'll just freaking go away um, okay. But, but, and then obviously, you know, you can, um, seal it with, um, there's a, there's a lot of different ways you can seal it, but definitely you want, want it in, um, like a, a bucket that you can seal up and then you just bury it and I, that's what I did. I, around my area, I have cache spots all over the freaking place. So I was just like, oh yeah, you know, I can just take, you know, a couple, um, gallon buckets of food that I have that I got. You know, and I set it up, put some, you know, oxygen. Now um
1: you, what if like cuz I mean, I live like south of a major city and there's like wires and pipes running through everything and they tell you not to dig without a permit. I assume that you don't have that problem.
4: Yeah, well, I don't do it like all on my own land and stuff. I just go I just go and I'm like, "Okay, would I ever need ...to go in this, like, wooded area. Oh, and then, okay. Yeah, so I'll just go off the grid, and I'll just go walk out in the woods, find a nice spot by the, the water, whatever, dig a hole, throw it in there, you know? Um, the biggest thing about it, too, is... because, See, I know I have a lot of, um, well, I know some acquaintances that'll be like, well... When shit gets faint, I'm just gonna fucking go to the store like everyone else and steal shit. I'm like, okay, so how much shit can you carry? <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> and you're gonna have to carry that all back to your house or whatever. Like, yeah, you're, you're not gonna be able that. to. You're
1: not gonna be able to use your car because the freeways are gonna be locked up. And then even if you make it out the store with the stuff, you got to get back to your house with the stuff. And if your arms are full of supplies, that means you can't defend yourself if someone pulls a gun on you.
4: Yeah, you're fucked. Like it's it's the worst plan ever. But then also, if you you know you bury this stuff all over the place, and you don't have to bury it. Some people just put it, you know, in barrels and like camouflage it. Um, yeah, I but have
1: m- I, my stuff because I, I didn't think to like go bury it in some random woods. I thought I was thinking bury it on my land, but I'm a renter and there's pipes and stuff going through my yard, so I just have like a panel underneath my staircase and i just pulled i have pulled the panel away like you wouldn't know that there's any storage underneath there but that's where i keep all my food and then i have a gun safe in my closet that says in case of zombies dope (laughs) he's even got the little like silhouette of a zombie with the red border around it it's good times
4: yeah that's good shit. yeah um and i mean i even i mean when i got out of the brains i was like I was like, yeah, this is like, it's definitely going to happen at some point. So even the job I picked, I picked the, you know, my career path, um, with that in mind. so I, I work at, um, like water treatment plant. Okay. And my, like my water treatment plant and pretty much every, every one of them have like ham radio stations, like, and, and towers attached to it. So that ham radio can reach like average of 80 miles in all directions and now I know you know okay if I ever like really needed water now I know how to go and go to a treatment facility and I know what valves to open and you know what to close and and, and how I can you know use the pressure of the water to get it you know a freaking mile to you know nice. my you know HQ or whatever so
1: yeah, me I when I was closer to people when, when i got out of the military i was talking to some guys where we kind of we'd always like game plan about the zombie apocalypse and we were talking about you know taking over a prison or something like that because <laughs> it's it's very easily defendable because of the walls and everything like that but yeah.
4: yeah yeah yeah
1: um obviously the cops and the government wouldn't give it up you know it would have to be something like you know down the road like when shit really just broke down
4: yeah, I I've heard a, a couple of people um, say that like they think that when shit does go down, like they're just gonna let all the prisoners out, and I'm like, I don't think they'll let them out. I bet they'll shoot all of yeah them they'll, in the they'll, back they'll, of the head. Yeah,
1: they'll <laughs> shoot them all, and, which sucks because you know most of the people in prison aren't there because they're a danger to society. Yeah. they're there for like petty like, drug possession. Eat, you know? or yeah, being behind on their child support, and you're just gonna like off them because or they just they'll just yeah, leave them to starve. Up
4: yeah which would probably be worse i'd rather be shot in my head probably
3: yeah yep i've got a quick question from jace palon his question is question from yesterday does tfm have an opinion about various non-western societies and how they would cope during this period for instance china japan eastern europe uh well yeah obviously any sort of collapse is
1: going to be more or less regional because it's going to be primarily triggered by economic distress so you know the Western governments are all tied together economically so as the United States goes down Europe Japan Australia they'll all go down too because we're all economically dependent on each other and that was done on purpose there was this idea after World War II that the way to prevent World War III was to to tie all our economies together so nobody would want to start a war because obviously war is a huge financial liability so if they tie all the economies together no country is going to want to go to war with another country because even if you win the war you've destroyed your economy but the downside is is once the economy starts to collapse due to welfare expansion then you know you're screwed because now all the countries start going down so you know countries have gone to the point where there's you know even if they were, were were to try to be responsible other countries would simply make up the difference so, yeah, it's – you know, it was very well-intentioned. The idea was to prevent a World War III, but, you know, it has its pros and its cons.
4: But it being America that is collapsing, I th- I think that th- they're going to go to war with someone. They're going to start right. a World War III well, because no, I, yeah, they can blame it on someone else.
1: Well, and that's – I feel the same way. Like people are like, well, you know, Venezuela is going through an economic collapse and their society isn't like – descending into patriarchy like yeah that's because nobody's invading them you know right now (laughs) the west is still standing so countries don't invade other countries because they know that you know america or europe you know nato will jump in and defend them but take that away when it's america or the u.s or you know europe or nato bankrupt and there's no more world police anymore then then what are you going to do there's nobody to most of these countries don't even have Hold on, I Most most uh countries don't even have a military anymore. They basically cashed in their military to free up more money for welfare programs. So when shit hits the fan, they're like, oh shit, we need to suddenly remilitarize after a hundred years. Everyone's gonna be like, no, my welfare, you can't take my welfare. And then they'll be like, you're right, we can't take your welfare. And then <laughs> it's just going to get really bad. Then when, by the time they get invaded, they're like, "Oh shit, we need a military." They're going to be like, "Oh, but my welfare," and then it's going to be too late. Yeah, and, did you
4: see that this week? It was like um, France had—they're having so much problems um, in Paris that they actually shipped in um, Chinese police to police the streets. And as a result, like all all like Chinese, you know, people. Taurus were like, yeah, screw this. We're, we're not going to, to Paris anymore. Jesus Christ. You know,
1: that's that's what Rome did. They were so decadent and entitled that they basically just hired mercenaries to be their army, because they thought it was like beneath them, and that was like their last... That was the last hurrah before Rome collapsed.
4: So how do you think... I mean, obviously, we're going to run out of money, but yeah. how do you think the collapse is going to go down? I well, personally think that it's gonna be you know we run out of money we try to go to war with someone probably um you know china or russia and then we get emped they they freaking let us starve and fight over each other then come and say hey we got food and we're like oh thank god we love you know fucking china
1: (laughs) well that's one i mean i actually like you were saying earlier you need to have a mindset rather than a plan so I do know that the economic distress is going to cause all kinds of societal problems, and it's going to weaken our ability to do anything. There's going to be so much civil unrest, possibly even like a civil war. So then what's going to happen is either we're going to get invaded, someone's going to notice that, like, hey, you know, their government is running out of money. They don't, e- they can't afford to pay their police or their, their military. Let's invade them. Or like you were saying, we might even we might start a war to try to jumpstart the economy. We'll just find some bookie declare war on him, and then shit'll just hit the fan. Because you know
4: we got the biggest military in the world right now.
1: Yeah, it's like right, twice as big. It's like bigger than the two nearest competitors.
4: Yeah. So even if to, we you know run out of money, it's like uh, just keep printing, and we'll we'll you know go take someone else's wealth right. as in another country.
1: Yeah, that's it's going to have consequences because it's like right now the united states after the cold war being the only superpower in the world is largely unprecedented usually when one superpower rises above all its competitors the people underneath team up to take them out to redistribute the power they don't like having one person basically be in charge but America has forestalled some sort of World War III by showing that, hey, you know, we're not – we could plant our flag anywhere, but we cho- we're not going to. We're not looking to conquer the world. You know, we're not, we're not the Ottoman Empire. We're not the Soviet Union. We just – we want you to do your own shit and just – we want peace. And so people are like, okay, they want peace. Okay, I guess we won't team up and take them out. But if they start going to war with countries just to uh, spur their economy for economic growth – like you can't oh, justify yeah. that like oh shit we gotta pay our welfare programs let's go invade a country that at that point okay now you gotta be taken out you're now yeah they a, would definitely
4: not, flip a switch
1: yeah you're a threat to every other so then what you're gonna do is you're gonna just like in world war ii we teamed up with soviet russia to fight the nazis and even during the, the revolution and the war of 1812 people who are very anti-slavery recognized that if they wanted to fight Britain and win, they had to team up with the South. And as soon as the Great Britain was out of the picture, after the War of 1812, then we had the Civil War to end slavery. But until then, people knew, okay, we can't, we can't do this without the South, guys. We kind of have to put the whole slavery issue kind of off the table for now until this bullshit is done with Britain. So what you're going to have is you're going to have these people who are presumably enemies who are going to say, okay, America is... Fucking crazy. They're invading people for money because they they don't want to cut people off of welfare programs. We got to ta- take them out. So let's put our differences aside. Because, you know, America might be able to take out Russia and China together, but they're not going to take out every country in the world together. N- no country is that powerful.
4: Yeah, and it would be pointless, too, because. We don't freaking make anything anymore, right. and we just use say yeah, just use our dollar, and right. um, send us all your awesome stuff that you make. So yeah,
1: so it's yeah, it's a it's a hopeless situation, pretty much brought on by the greed of people who want free shit, and mostly brought on by the fact that they were given voting rights in the first place. Like this whole idea of oh, egalitarianism. I actually read an article saying that. Um, because they, they pull people and I guess young people are less egalitarian than ever. Like they were pulling people for decades. I gotta kill this feminist over here. Hold on.
4: Come back here. Feminist. <laughs> gotcha. Bitch.
1: All right. She tried to run away.
4: I'm very impressed with your multitasking skills. I could
1: not <laughs> do that. I, it's more of an ADD than a skill. I just, I, it's like, that's why I can't watch TV. Because it's too boring just to sit there and just observe. I like. I need to be doing something.
4: Yeah, I don't watch TV either.
3: But yeah. Uh, so yeah, that's TFM. What's up? Quick question from Quibo. TFM is gathering and saving water for a shit hit the fan scenario a good idea? Um. Well, it depends on how you store it.
1: Like I have, you know, like you know, a water jug thing, and I have you know, chemicals and stuff to purify water. You just need, like, a little chlorine. Like, I think it's, like, a teaspoon of chlorine will purify water. Like, it'll taste like a pool, but you can drink it.
3: What about if you boil it?
1: Well, yeah, obviously, if you boil it. Yeah. And then there's other tricks, like, you can use a sock or something like that to get dirt and stuff out of it. Obviously, rainwater is good. You, yeah, yeah be...
4: that's another one. Is like, they got these um, storage containers that they, they, they put... Underground, but they're at the base of your your downwall for your house. So, like all that rainwater just goes down into, you know, this big tank underground, and then you can just you know hand pump it out and you know water your flowers or drink it. You know. <laughs>
1: yeah, I was in I was visiting the family of a friend in Portland, and they're what's funny is they're they're like super communist, like super communist. Like what's funny is I was talking to these guys in Portland, and they were saying. Um, they were calling this guy oh he's a he's a right winner he's a right winger like you i'm like oh really and so we were like talking about his politics and he's just a liberal he's just your normal garden variety (laughs) liberal whereas the rest of them were like straight up communists so in portland oregon if you're just a normal liberal you're a you're a right winger because everyone else is like an actual communist there's actually a cafe called the red star cafe which had chinese propaganda theme for like the decor
4: That's just creepy, man. Yeah,
1: but (laughs) but what's funny is everybody was all retro, like they all they they took modern bikes and then they like took gears off to make them shittier, to make them retro. And this guy I was staying with, he had a clawfoot bath, and he he had like a vinyl record player. Like you walk into his house, you think you were walking into something from like the 30s or 40s, like something out of Fallout or not Fallout, uh, like a bioshock or something like that like art deco but then downstairs about yep. b- downstairs he had like this huge apple workstation with multiple monitors and all this apple stuff so he had like a bioshock art deco house and then he had like the bat cave downstairs of all these apple
4: products that's my that's my dream house like i i want to <laughs> have like a shitty log cabin with like a bed you know and i can bring like you know a chick chick to my house to be like Oh, you live here? I'm like, yeah, I fucking yeah. love it. And like get out of here, bitch, and then go down yeah. in the fucking bat like, cave. Yeah, like <laughs> you like
1: move a book on a bookshelf and a door opens.
4: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Goes down but you can make houses where the basement is a shit ton bigger. You just gotta like waterproof it like galore.
1: Yeah. I don't
5: um,
3: Yeah, that's I'm... Yes. I've got a I've got another question. Okay. It's from Queebo. He says, TFM, what parts of the U.S. are safe for a shit-hit-the-fan scenario? Uh,
1: Low population areas, um, probably, you know, you could just look up the population of any given state. The states with the lower populations are going to be better than the ones with high populations. So, you know, Wyoming, the Dakotas, you know, the flyover states that nobody wants to pay attention to. Those are going to be your best bet.
4: But the reality of going there... Before shit hits the fan and trying to live there and you know, pay all your debts and all that shit is like pretty much impossible. So,
1: yeah, I mean obviously you have to live where you work, and obviously there's not a lot of jobs uh, if you're talking hey, about. Hey, this is
4: the this is a great a great thing too. Is get a, um, get a motorcycle, but get a motorcycle that is um, it's one of the you know off road on road ones. You can go either dual sport. I got one, man. It's fucking awesome because you can just rip it, and it's it's really fast. It'll go up to like a, a high rate of speed really quick. It'll go up to seventy in like you know a couple seconds. But then, you know, it won't go any faster than seventy. So you know, you're not gonna be like on the highway, you know, beating cops. But you'll you'll get away from everyone, and and when all the freaking you know um, uh, highways are locked up. You can scream right down the center of that, the side of it, doesn't matter.
1: That won't let me eat these bananas, son of a bitch. Tease. No. They were like, bana- it was like bananas. I'm like, oh shit, bananas. Couldn't. I knocked them down, but it wouldn't let me take them. Oh, wow. Well. Sorry. Bananas are destruction. I've, I've
3: got a I've got a question for you. It's from Jace Palin. Okay. His question is, when Rome collapsed, Christian Monasteries preserved some knowledge was lost. Correct. But, had, but much had to be rediscovered. When Rome, the West, collapse, collapses, this time, how do we stop another Dark Age, especially with our collected knowledge being stored on something as fragile as the Internet?
1: Yeah, so we're going to have to form something like the Brotherhood of Steel, where <laughs> um, we kind of preserve technology during the Dark Ages, or something like, I don't know, the
3: wouldn't you wouldn't, wouldn't just stick it on a hard drive and just you know well an, but you'd have
4: to have Black a blackberry Pi, man you have to, and have
3: an intranet have an intranet you know wouldn't that be the same
1: thing well to have you'd have to have electricity you'd have to have some kind of generator uh, that's that's well, the issue
4: well blackberry Pi is a computer you can put in your pocket i mean so that well would, but if there's like an emp
1: then you know
4: yeah i mean you can EMP. I mean, you can safely... I I have a few caches that I have, you know, like radio equipment and stuff. And all it is is a trash bag that has, like, a cut log in it. And then you just put your, you know, radio device or whatever in there, your electronics, and then on the piece of wood, and then you put, you know, the trash can lid on. Mm -hmm. And then you can and i've done it you know several tests where i'll just stick car battery you know power on that puppy and it, it won't it won't harm the electronics at all so
1: okay that's good that's good information i mean like if you remember in fallout i think fallout 3 was the last one i played in
4: that's what it's called
1: yeah so you know and if you can you know shield it from emp you can have I'm sure the government is going to have, you know, they have these vaults and these cave systems where they store information. Those are going to exist. So there's probably already going to, there's already going to be people who are going to preserve information. They're probably not going to be worried about like preserving YouTube videos or anything like that.
4: Um a tip for guys who are like in, you know, high populated areas. It's kind of messed up, but I've I've done it is I got signs, um, uh, stencils for signs made, Mm -hmm. so I can write stuff on, uh, make my own signs and say, like, FEMA camp um, at this location or 50 miles this way, we have food, you know, just, you know, come and, you know, send a positive message that um, the government is there to help, but they're not here. So go go where they are. Oh, right. So
1: kind of like misdirection. Yeah, food's that way, so they they move that way. Yep. Okay, that makes sense. So I have a sign on my window that says, trespassers will be shot, survivors will be shot again.
3: (laughs) I've got a question from Hadas Badaz. A while ago that you said that you would like to go through a frontier if there was one. Thinking of SpaceX's recent advances, if I promised a 100k bucks ticket to Mars became a thing, would you hop on, would you hop aboard?
1: Yeah. No, like, I think space exploration, I mean, you, you're you literally getting away from society. You know, you want to talk about getting away from gynocentrism, you're going to a planet, and, you know, you're going to be doing stuff nobody else can do, and yeah, you'll never come back, but who fucking cares? You have purpose, you have meaning, you're doing meaningful work, that's what more could you ask for? I mean, if you're a MiGTO, going to Mars, colonizing Mars, building these foundations, like that—that'd be ideal. I mean, the the worst thing is like if you go, you go through all the training, and then like the shuttle just you know blows up, then that would that would suck.
4: I'm like, oh shit! What are you gonna do about the one or two feminists on board? <laughs> they're they're gonna get sucked out the airlock like the queen alien. there's going
1: to be an incident
3: (laughs) right i've got another question from bear Mollers. his question is tfm what's your opinion on living on frontiers like alaska and the canadian territories
1: yeah that if you work in an industry where that is something that appeals to you then absolutely go for it
3: well like oil digging or something
1: yeah, like, uh, I know people who, like, when um, oil fracking became big, There, all these jobs were paying a lot of money to go up to Alaska and stuff to, you know, drill oil. If you work in that industry, then absolutely go for it. Uh, I do not. I, unfortunately, you know, I learned about money instead of, you know, oil engineering and all that stuff. So I don't think, I mean, unless I wanted to be an accountant or something like that, I don't know what kind of job I would get working in Alaska. Because it's all kind of outdoorsy stuff. I'm more of a white-collar guy. But if you're talking, you know, I don't know. If it appeals to you. If you like working outdoors, if you already do work outdoors, yeah, why not? Why not go to Alaska or
4: something? Is it cool if I ask my other question? Sure. So... What's a good step by step of identifying as a transgender,
1: transgendered lesbian, woman,
4: lesbian? Yeah. Okay. For so... a business, I want to be like as the founder of the business. Okay. Well, all you gotta so do. Get like fucking credits. Yeah, well, you,
1: you know, obviously, people aren't gonna take you seriously when you have to. You have to work on your poker face first off. You have to be able to say that you're a transgendered lesbian with a straight face. Um, <laughs> yeah right that's the hardest part for some people i can't do that dude well (laughs) so once you can once you can say you're a transgendered lesbian with poker face then what you do is you go to the dmv and you get your driver's license updated to reflect that you're a woman and then now you have identification you have government id saying you're a woman and then you get all your other records updated or when you go to a job interview or when you Whatever, I mean, you, you can't just say you're a woman, but if you have a driver's license, saying you're a woman, what are people going to do?
4: Okay, my biggest worry is that is a fraud, because of them not, like, not saying, okay, we don't give, okay, this is what you identify as, but we identify you as a, a white male piece of shit, so, you know what I'm saying?
1: Right, no, they can, they're free to say that um but you have a driver's license that said this is why you have to get the driver's license gotcha if you just go in there like i'm a transgendered lesbian even if you have the the best poker face in the world they're gonna be like get the fuck out of here you are insulting actual lgbtqr mnlops and we're not going to stand your bigotry but if you have a driver's license no i'm really a woman here's my driver's license from the government i'm a transgendered lesbian then what are they going to do like lauren southern pretended to be a boy and got her driver's license updated and she's clearly she's extremely feminine like she's not like one of these bull dyke you know lesbian transgender people so there really didn't
3: you identify as an attack helicopter or something like that no no
1: no no that that's just trolling but you actually you can claim to be a woman you just or a man or whatever you just have to uh, go get your government id updated and then there you go it's not not that hard once you get your driver's license updated everything else you can get everything else updated and then if anybody says anything you just whip out your driver's license
4: nice so do you do you think that it's like worth it like from your experience
1: um well it's it's a it's almost like it's like an insurance policy because being a a man opens you up to a lot of risk and being a transgendered lesbian helps mitigate some of that risk. Now, obviously, the downside is, you know, maybe social stigma you get made fun of, you know, whatever, stuff like that. But if you're a MGTOW, you shouldn't give a shit about that anyway. So you're basically mitigating risk at the cost of meaningless pride. So I consider it a good trade-off.
4: Yeah, yeah. And I mean, I think that it it would be like, it, like the video where you used, you, you know, said it and then you had like the clips and oh god, no, no, god, no. That was the funniest shit, but. Oh, yeah. But, um, but I can see is it now that I see this documentation part of how, like legally you can't be like run out.
1: This fucking, okay. So in this game, I haven't really played this game much. I was trying to be stealthy, I shot the guy, and I was, like, all stealthy about it. Then he's like, Lisa, I'm here! And then everybody starts running. It's like, why in the absolute fuck did you announce shit? I was clearly trying to be stealthy, and the game's like, no, you must announce yourself like a dipshit. Anyway, I'm sorry, that just pisses me off. When I'm clearly trying to be stealthy, and the game's like, no, you will announce yourself like a fucking asshole. Oh, look, I, I Yeah, that
4: you. is bullshit.
1: I was trying to be all stealthy. I stabbed one guy with a knife, but then I'm like, Lisa, I'm here. Fuck, that Fuck this game. Anyway, I'm sorry.
4: No, that's cool. <laughs> I'm
1: going to skin this dog. I'm going to get some... There you go. i got a dog
3: skin. Right. Uh, should we get the next guest on? Or... Um, uh, do you have any more questions, Brett, for TFM, before we move on?
0: No, I don't have
4: any more questions, but if you guys have... Que- um um prepping questions just you know send them my way and i'll i'll give my best answer
1: okay well i mean i have i'm probably gonna do a series about survival but you know if, if you have anything to add like just let me know yeah definitely yeah so i'll probably work on that in the next month or so it's on my plate it's on my to-do list cool beans
4: all right have a all good mean. night guys
1: all right take care man
4: good night
3: yeah, I just want to say um I do have a few guests that are you know preppers and they they do want to share their knowledge with cool. TFM. Perfect. I'm speak I was speaking to one just just uh, about 20 minutes ago. I'm just going over some details of when he would be available so awesome. hopefully we can get him on next next week. <laughs> but uh, anyway, our next guest is Mintz Blaine and he would like to speak to you about his marriage and he's him becoming MGTOW okay so I'll pull him down hey Mims
6: hey Kelly.
1: you alright?
2: yep yeah.
1: alright what's up man welcome to the turd fling monkey show
6: hey TFM you good? I'm better than I deserve how are you? yeah I'm cool I thought it'd be tighter than I am at 10 to 4 in the morning
1: oh wow so you, you, yeah, sorry, it's a time zone thing. It's, you know, it's one of those things where, you know, if you have an international audience, someone's going to be tired. But, okay, so you want to talk about your marriage and how you became MGTOW? Hello? Uh-oh, did we lose them? I hope not. Okay, I was going to say like, shit, did I, <laughs> do I need to cycle my VPN?
6: No, no, I'm still here.
1: Okay. Can you hear me? Yeah. Okay.
6: Sorry, I clicked on the other browser tab to see what was happening, what game you're playing. But oh, it's, I it's do that.
1: Far Cry 3. Yeah, don't, don't. The gameplay is just for you know something
6: visual to look at. No, that's cool. Okay, so um, yeah, I was just talking to the guys in the pre-screen. So yeah, um, I'm married. Um, c- coming on 10 years nearly. And uh, I found MGTOW probably in the last three months. Um, It's kind of funny how I wound up here. Um, I've always been sort of libertarian slash anarchy minded. Um, I'm not someone who gets my news from mainstream media sites. I always go somewhere alternative. Um, I've always had uh, an appreciation for... Freedom, liberty, the Declaration of Independence, that sort of thing. All right. Um, First and Second Amendment, even though we don't have anything like the Second Amendment mm-hmm. here in England.
1: Yeah. I, what's, I remember a few years ago, there were, like, the London riots, and the sale of baseball bats took off because it was, like, the only thing people were allowed to own.
6: Yeah. Um, I struggled to find someone on Amazon who would send an aluminium baseball bat to the U.K., yeah, it's so dumb.
1: I do know, I remember um, I was in Michigan once, and you're not allowed to have any sort of weapon, so people would carry claw hammers in their car. So in case they were carjacked, they could use the claw hammer,
6: which yeah, is fucking stupid. But yeah, thankfully, know. I've not had uh, any need to carry a, a claw hammer or a baseball bat around with me.
1: Well I found one of the things you can do is um, if you carry if you find a tool that can be easily used as a weapon then use that.
6: Yeah, I'm, I'm i I've got chisels and shit like that. Okay, yeah, like I have
1: so, a I have a knife that's a fireman's knife. And it has like a seatbelt cutter and a glass, you know, like it's basically for it's like a rescue tool, but it's also a knife.
6: So can i yeah people heart? i think um, people here uh, after the events in westminster the other week are a bit um, sensitive about knives and shit like that
2: well
1: yeah but you know they pass a law saying oh nobody can have a knife all they're going to do is take knives away from the good people because whenever there's like a mass shooting it's stopped by someone else with a gun you know mass, mass shooters aren't stopped from you know someone using harsh
6: language yeah, I I did mention to uh, a couple of colleagues at work that you know while that crazy idiot was driving across Westminster Bridge, it only would have taken one person with a gun to take him out quite quickly and prevent further loss of life. But you know we're we're too we're too uh, influenced by the British brainwashing corporation here.
1: Yeah, it is, and you know disarming people hasn't really stopped these deaths from happening.
6: Because, no, it only makes it safe for those to want to perpetrate them to do it. Exactly.
3: <sighs> I don't know. So, Minsblading, min- what was your, you know, leading question for, you know, obviously we spoke previously. What was you, what did you want to speak to TFM about regarding um, being married and, and you know, discovering MGTOW?
6: Yeah, so um, it wasn't that I had a... A particular question i wanted to ask i get um i get the feeling from a lot of the time when you're speaking to guests that um you know people people looking for answers and you tend to give them excellently by the way tfm um i love hearing what you have to say Um, i'm blushing but i don't feel that there's much the guests can offer you other than the only guy I think that really stood out for me was Stencil and he was excellent.
1: Yeah, no that was and what's funny is that segment is probably my fourth most viewed video of all of all time. It's got I'm almost like surprised. seventy thousand views. Yeah. It's got like seventy thousand views. Which is like wow. right up there. For like a segment yeah. of a podcast, it's crazy.
6: Yeah, so, so um, uh, my main reason for wanting to speak to you and, and maybe, you know, give a bit of insight to those who listen to you is I what I pick up is that it can be quite, especially in the MGTOW community where guys have, you know, we're all ready to call women cunts, whores and bitches and write them off.
4: Mm-hmm.
6: And, you know, a lot of the other MGTOW guys will say, you know, well, I guarantee you, if so and so is standing in front of you naked, saying "Let's get it on," you would, and oh. you forget the fact that you're fucking ripped out. Right? Yeah.
1: No, I've no, I remember that when I was in the navy. People were like, oh, like if there was some beautiful woman naked in your bed, you wouldn't just start fucking her. Like, no. Like, first of all, I mean, realistically, if you just came home and someone had broken into your house and there was a beautiful woman naked in your bed, um, there's something going on. Like, your spider sense should be tingling. Yeah, definitely. Because beautiful women don't just break into people's house to have sex with them. So you know her boyfriend is in the is in the closet ready to kill you as soon as you take your pants off. There's something going on. You don't just start <laughs> yeah. f- fucking random women that are naked. You know, just assuming that oh yeah, this is you know, it's just like a porno. I'm just gonna go with it.
6: Yeah. So what I what I guess my aim was for was to you know give maybe some help as to how you should probably deal with a woman if, if you want to be purple pill and maybe pursue okay. a relationship occasionally. Okay.
1: So kind of like some,
6: um, some PUA stuff or. no, no, not PUA. Um, I, I've, I've never been PUA. I'm I was talking to the guys earlier and I was saying to them that on a scale of one to 10, I'm probably a five or six at a stretch. My wife is, a 7 or an 8 when she dresses up and is in her peak tip-top shape, I'd say she's an 8 or a 9. Okay. I've been told on many occasions by my nieces, by friends, uh, girlfriends of friends, you punch above your weight.
1: As a, I, as a guy?
6: As a guy, yeah, I'm punching okay. above my weight because wow. I know the woman who's completely out of my league. Okay.
1: That's you know I guess that's one way to oh there's a monkey I'm gonna go follow the monkey it's always a good idea.
6: Um, but I I just sort of smile inside. I I for one I'm not a jealous guy. I know my wife gets looked at
2: because
6: she's pretty. But okay. I'm not a jealous of guy. I'm not possessive. Okay. Um, I don't react if she tries to shit test me. Um, I'll just say to her look you know you realize this is what you're doing okay and she's like oh and then she'll try a different tag
5: mm-hmm. she
6: she got used to me reacting quite a- abruptly and forthright and and putting cutting out her shit when she did it okay i, I won't put up with being nagged. to um you know i'll tell her say what you need to say say it simply say it and stick to what you need to say and don't bring other shit that's irrelevant into it you know um if she says, how do, how do I look in this dress, if I think her ass looks big, I'll tell her. Your ass looks bigger than that. Don't wear it. Okay. So, um, the thing is, I got used early, in, early on when I got married, um, I got used to being dragged around all the malls with her when she was shopping and seeing, you know, I felt like I was a simp who was just wasting my time. Uh, because she wanted to spend hours doing this and this and buying this and looking at shit she wasn't even going to buy, and I just got really pissed off. I just tell her, like, there's no fucking way this is carrying on. I'm not wasting my right. no time at like this.
1: All right, but what um, what what do you mean? Okay, so you you started this monologue talking about how to deal with women, and you basically just been praising your wife. Like, where is the dealing with women
6: wisdom going to come in? Right. So, I, I guess where I'm directing this to is the guys that maybe want a relationship but are probably a bit simp in nature. Okay. So you don't you don't put up with a woman telling you, but you can go and see your friends. I I don't tell my wife. I'm. Can I go and see my friends on this day? I tell her, look, on Tuesday I'm going to the pub. I meet my friends. We're going to watch the football. Okay. Right. So you just, she doesn't you, like it. Yeah. You tell the it's woman,
1: good. this is. I'm doing what I want. There's the door. If you don't like it.
6: Well, yeah. That, that's the attitude you've got to have. Right. But as a married man, you don't. You don't say the second part. You're not going to say, well, there's a the door. Walk. Okay. Right. So, so what, you know, what do you what you do say. you say when she shit tests you? Obviously, she's going to chit test, But okay. um, my my thing, I've always done is say to her, "Look, you need to just understand. I'm I'm here with you five or six nights a week. I'm going to be out occasionally to, with my friends because I like having a beer, and I'm going to go down the pub and watch food. So that's what, the way it is. Don't don't get all crazy over it. I'm coming <laughs> home to you afterwards. Okay. So, so you fucking <laughs> deal with it. So you try to, So you just kind of talk her down off the cliff. It's not even talking down. It's like you just logic them to death.
1: Yeah, but women aren't aren't rational. When she's like, "You hate me. You're never home. I'm gonna fuck the male man, What do you do?
6: Yeah, she doesn't do that. Okay. So, I, um, yeah. So she, you, you've got a you got
3: a you've got a naught. I am guessing. yeah. I guess a a n- n- <laughs> well, oh, No, i the a Well, because yeah, no, no,
6: no. I wouldn't call her a naught. She's got her flaws. I've got <laughs> my flaws. Guys, come on. There's no such thing. We know that. Right. Um, we're both from traditional families. Uh, I've, I've had more than 15 sexual experiences, put it that like, way, unique sexual experiences before I met her. She's, I'm her second, so she's not okay. had a mile of cock at her. Um, right. We're both from traditional families, and you know we respect what marriage is, and, and we know it's for life.
4: Hmm.
1: Okay. I mean, I, I, everyone thinks that everyone, you, you have, you sound to me like someone who's has a, a it won't happen to me. My mind's different. You don't understand what What we have is true. And I've heard that from so many guys who think their woman is, is different than the other women and their marriage is, is built
6: on, on, on the, Absolutely. the, the rock. Mate, mate, I, I totally get why you say that. And it's not like I'm not. I don't think in the back of my mind that it can't happen to me. I just have the attitude. Well, fine. If it happens, it fucking happens. If she if she if she wants someone else than me, fine. Go fucking find them. But I, one thing, I've 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 never been afraid of cutting my nose off to spite my face. Okay. Um, and I I betray that with everyone in my life. Not just her, with my family, my parents, my sisters, my brother-in-laws, everyone. And I, I'm i not afraid, you know. And so I think having that no-fear attitude helps them.
3: What does this have to do with the price of tea in China? <laughs> yeah, no.
6: Yes. Okay. You know, it... it being with a woman, I think, is more of an, att- it's an attitude and it's a mental state. You can't be a simp. You can't cave into her. Okay. her
0: demands. No,
6: I, I agree. You've got, got to put boundaries around her, like you say about everything in MGTOW, right? And, mm-hmm. and and gynocentrism and all that. You've got to slap it down when it happens. You know, I've, I've read a lot of comments on MGTOW videos where guys are saying, oh, white guys are simps, Arab guys mm-hmm. are alpha males because they tell their women blah 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 you know
1: and uh no i don't care about that but it, well, here's the thing like you, you kind of you misled me because you were talking about you have like some kind of wisdom and stuff like that but basically mm. you just are trusting that your wife isn't going to act like the other women who don't put up with shit like that like if a guy tries to assert himself they're going to turn on the waterworks and the emotional irrationality and if you don't give them what they want if, if you say oh, i'm going to go to the pub with my my mates and we're going to have some drinks when she cheats on you or files for a divorce, she's going to say, like, oh, you were never there for me, and you didn't respect me, and you were controlling, and blah, blah, blah. Like, so you're basically just like, oh, well, she's, for, she's traditional, and she knows marriage is for life. Nope. Bullshit. The women, All these guys think their wife is different, their wife believes in the sanctity of marriage until she, they get served divorce papers, until the woman takes their kids and runs, to a, uh, runs away and cuts them off and then, you know, sends them something by mail.
6: If she wants to go and shag someone else and and take me to the divorce cleaners fucking go for it right I'm under no illusions that that cannot happen okay I, I fully accept that if it happens it fucking happens so damn what I you know i I work I, I I make money she works she makes money
1: right and
6: if it' comes to it you know I can always work more and make more money okay
1: Okay, but um, where's the wisdom? You're talking about like wisdom of dealing with women. Your wisdom is just
3: blind hope that she doesn't fuck you. Your your, your wisdom is. I'm on the plantation, and it's pretty good. Yeah, it's it's you not know, it's not, not it's bad. not the
1: worst. It's not the worst, guys. I mean, you get plenty of fresh air, lots of exercise. <laughs> Being a slave isn't the worst thing in the world, guys. Come on, I mean, my slave master treats me pretty well. She believes that you know taking care of her slave isn't that bad. It's like I, I was I was hoping for something, some kind of sage wisdom from someone in your position but all i'm getting is you know kind of almost surrender you're just kind of like looking on the bright side of your situation
3: but well i i picked all this cotton today hopefully i won't yeah. need to pick as much cotton yeah. tomorrow
6: mass is so proud uh, of me <laughs> yes. it, really it's about sitting there and making sure she's pleased every day that's that's not my experience of marriage okay i i, I don't know is it No, it's not my experience of marriage. I'm I'm not going to sit here and say we've never had rough times, that we've not come to breaking point at times in the past. Yeah, we have. But at the same time, we're in a much better place today. And uh, we're prepared to work with each other. How how old is she? And and try and be destructive. She's um, just under five years younger than me. She's 36.
3: Okay. Quick question from the chat Do you have kids with
6: this woman? No.
5: Okay.
1: Oh, okay. How long have you been married?
6: Almost 10 years.
1: 10 years? Okay, so she's late 30s, 10 years. Now, uh,
6: why don't you have kids after 10 years of marriage? She doesn't want kids? Um, she was happy working. She, It wasn't a priority for her. I, it's not a priority for me, but I always said to her, look, if you want to have kids and we're in a good place in the future, why not?
1: Okay. Alright, that's, that's something. Because usually... Um, you know, her biological clock should be screaming right now, in her it late thirties.
6: No, she does mention she wants them, but okay. you know, when we talk one to one, and she's quite open and honest about what her fears are and everything. You know, she 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 she, she has fears about you know, being a mum and uh, being pregnant and other things. But I I just say, look, if you're ready, we can go.
3: Okay. Go where? Sorry,
6: so go, like go to baby
1: jail. <laughs> uh, it's... Um, I mean, I wish you the best. I mean, you've been married 10 years. She hasn't done anything yet. And she's coming up on 40. Usually, 40 is when she hits the wall around her 40s. Between 40 and 50. If you can hang on to her until she hits the wall at full speed... And then nobody else wants to have sex with her. Because a woman's as loyal as her options. So, you know, you're saying that she's more attractive and guys look at her. As long as you kind of hang on to her until her looks
6: fade, you should be okay. Yeah. I mean, uh, I was saying to the guys in the pre-screen as well, you know, I think part of being able to hold on to a woman is to know and understand their insecurities. It's a big feather in your cap. And what I mean by that is... Every woman has a a personality trait that she wouldn't want someone else to see. And when you're married to someone, you're very in tune as to what that personality trait might be. Never be afraid of lightheartedly pulling them up on it as a joke or when you're just talking or even when you're angry sometimes and you're, you're arguing and because Women are very quick to say to a guy, I, you know, other girls don't have to put up with this. And I'll say, fine, yeah, go and find another guy who can put up with whatever her flawed personality trait is. Because one thing women are really scared of is is showing another, having to find a new guy and trying to hide those traits about herself long enough that she can get him to the point where he'll want to marry her, or be with her.
3: Okay, right. there you go. All right. So, how would you, that, how that's, would you that's, rate that's, your marriage? Question awesome. in the chat: How tough. would you make your? How would
6: you rate your marriage on a scale of one to ten? It depends. What? As ten being like the fairy tale that yeah, like you she, see in Hollywood she, movies.
1: You, you come home to a hot meal and a, a hand job every day.
6: Um, she cooks She cooks probably three or four times a week. She keeps a clean house um, and she works full time. So uh, I would say it's about a seven
4: or an eight.
1: All right. Well, I, I, I honestly wish you the best. I, you know, if you're married, I don't want you to get divorced. I don't want anything bad to happen to you. I don't want you to become a MGTOW the hard way. So I honestly, genuinely wish you all the best in your marriage.
6: I appreciate that, and you know, I know there's, there's there's probably loads of guys in the background going "sim blah blah blah," yeah. whatever. Yeah. That's cool, uh-huh. but I just I just felt like it being able to give an alternative viewpoint, even though I hundred percent agree with what being tower is all about.
5: Mm-hmm.
6: And had I had I known at twenty years old what I know today, I would never. Get married myself or encourage other guys to do it
3: so mims quick question from the chat from six seven eight nine ghost question for the guests what exactly do you like about marriage sex the company the married status what, what do you get out of it what do you like about it
6: honestly nothing <laughs> <laughs> it, i know that elaborate? sounds crazy i know that sounds crazy I know that sounds crazy, but like you guys say, and and MGTOW is right, there's nothing you can get from marriage that you can't get by not being married. And you're right. Okay, here's one thing you can get by being married that you can't get otherwise, in-laws. And that's it, that's it. And my in-laws are great. They're really good people and I like being around them. Okay. Your in-laws. I'm Look, I'm not saying that's the best thing about being married, but I'm just saying that's having- one thing about being married you don't get when you're, when you're single.
1: Uh, I, yeah, no, I can't argue with that. You definitely get in-laws.
6: Yeah, some people have shit in-laws. I know lots of people who have shit in-laws, but I don't. Okay. All right, no, that- guys, don't get married. Proper monkey's lying. <laughs>
1: what? What? How dare you impugn my monkey honor?
6: (laughs) Don't do it. No, like I said, I wouldn't do it today if I knew what I knew. Well, I mean, so where
3: where do you think you'd be today if you didn't get married?
6: I'd be focusing on my successful career. Um, You know, I'm I'm happy in what I do with my work and professional life, and I'd I'd make myself even better at it. I'm fortunate enough to work in an industry that probably. Less than 200 people in the UK know how to do what I do. So my skills are in demand, and I focus on on staying in demand by keeping my skill set where there are no people that do that work.
1: Okay. Okay, man. All right. Well, I wish you the best. Take care. Tell your wife I said hi.
6: I will. Thanks, guys. (laughs) All right. All right. Take care, man. Yeah. Wow. Yeah.
3: Interesting.
1: Mm. Yeah. Hmm. What can I say? I mean, I, I do honestly and genuinely wish him the best. I don't want him to have to go through what a lot of guys have to go through.
3: No, I, I, so I totally agree. I hope... Well, I, for, I I hope you know, if it works for him, then... Right. You doing? know,
1: if he... If, <laughs> right. You know, some guys do win the lottery. So it does yeah, happen. You know, yeah. s- it, not everybody is a loser. Some guys win the lottery. The problem is you have no control. Even if you think you got a winning ticket it could change on you so i hope if he hangs on to her until she's like 40 or something like that he should be okay assuming I'm gonna...
3: yeah but i mean like isn't she at the point where you know she's on the verge of having you know retard babies if you know what i mean
1: right well and like if she's a long time oh shit hold on there's pirates coming i gotta get on this jet ski i think yeah
3: i Like shouldn't she have had those kids, those quote unquote kids, uh you know, maybe you know, in her late twenties, maybe. Right. Maybe well like, she's
1: uh, you know, he's mentioned she wanted kids. That's usually an issue, like that article I did about the woman who had the open marriage. That was basically based Oh, yeah. Right. So that was based on, you know, she wanted kids and he didn't. Okay. So you yeah, gotta be careful about that, you know. If she says she wants kids and you know, he makes it sound like, you know, she's very rational and logical and kind of defers to his wisdom. That's very uncommon, especially for a woman who's earning her own money and not financially mm-hmm. dependent on him. So some of the details don't make sense. And usually when when someone's story doesn't make sense, they're lying. But I'm not – whatever. I like, Honestly, I don't want to wake him up if he doesn't want to be woken up because he's – there's no happiness yeah. at the end of that rainbow.
3: Yeah. Um, but it, hey, if it, if it works for you, I man, it works
1: for him. Oh, the fucking! Uh, I'm getting attacked by an emu. What the fuck? Fucking emus, man! I, uh, fucking emu killed me.
3: <laughs> you got killed by more. I'm I, watching a 10-second delay. I got killed straight, by an so. emu.
1: <laughs> like I just took out like a whole bunch of pirates with automatic weapons, then an emu killed me.
3: Out of control, right? Um, we do have two more guests, TFM, but one right. of them isn't online and another one is uh on their mobile. I just figured out that they're on a mobile, <laughs> so we're gonna have to wait for them to okay get online and sort. Oh, okay, whatever to uh, Well, out.
1: you wanted to talk about something, do you want to talk about that yeah. now?
3: Yeah, I mean, we can we can definitely talk about it now, all right? Um, uh Zongetsu is dealing with the user, so when okay. he's ready, Zongetsu, if you're if you're listening, please send ping me an email, or get me uh holler at me on the Discord, and uh, let me know that he's ready. But anyway, yes, right. I wanted to talk to you, TFM, about spanking, okay. and whether it's right to spank a child. Okay. Um. You know, in terms of, you know, corporal punishment and raising a, a level-headed ch- child. So what's your what's your stance on that?
1: Oh, okay, so, you know, a parent needs to have tools in their belt. When you take something off the table, if that's the only thing that'll work, then you're kind of screwing yourself. So, obviously, not all kids need to be spanked. Um, maybe most kids don't need to be spanked. But there are some kids that that's the only way they'll listen. So... I've talked to people whenever I've done a video, at like, because obviously Stefan Molyneux is very against spanking. The way I look at it is you need to look at the results. You need to do what works. You need to do what's efficient and effective. And in some cases, that means spanking. Now, I wouldn't, you know, the problem is there's a difference between disciplining your children and abusing your children, just like there's a difference between being affectionate with your children and molesting them. So the Mm. problem is people who are very anti-spanking, they see any discipline as abuse. Just like somebody, I don't know, there's probably people out there who see any sort of parental affection as molestation. Like there are people who are just, because they don't like it, they don't
3: understand the difference. And they kind of lump everything together. But the thing is, is, I don't think that, I mean, I don't think that's generally true. I mean, I think people can discipline their children without spanking them. You know <clears throat> boy well, okay like you, what okay so let's say you've got a child that won't um, you know they won't listen to you so you, mm-hmm. you take away certain things that they're they're probably used to having okay like let's say you know you take away their Xbox or their TV or
0: right. you know
3: um, you take take away their privileges you know okay. maybe they don't get you know ten pounds a week or something I don't know um, but that, those are sort of ways to sort of discipline the child, wouldn't you say? Right. I mean, I mean, what I'm saying is that you know, spanking your child, you know, I just don't think that's, I don't think that's very productive in the sense that you know, you're not teaching a child anything. You're teaching a child that okay, pain isn't good. Mm-hmm. But suppose, <laughs> suppose they're a tough kid. Suppose they suppose they, you know, I, I get, I get the impression that it just doesn't do anything for the child apart from make them angry
1: um okay well the thing is is okay what your child is misbehaving you take away their privileges and they're still doing it what's your next step when the well, okay, away their okay, privileges so doesn't think, work
3: i think i think you're looking at this in a vacuum in the sense that you know a level-headed child you know if you raise a child right you won't have those issues correct maybe like like, I mean, I mean, I understand what you're saying, but I mean, I think you're when you when you pose that question, you're looking at it through in a vacuum. You're just saying, Okay, suppose the child is you know being disrespectful and blah blah blah, but obviously that comes from somewhere, doesn't it? Doesn't it? Uh, no,
2: saying, I mean, obviously, no. there's
3: there's there's a bunch of things that have led up to that point where the mm-hmm. child thought that it was okay to do that.
1: Children naturally are solipsistic and selfish and disobedient,
5: the so th- you're saying they're, that they're. they're
1: Children um, are not children are not like sweet innocent things that always listen and obey. And it's only because the parents did something wrong that the child is misbehaving and and needs to be disciplined. You know, children naturally need to be disciplined. They naturally are solipsistic. They're naturally selfish. They are naturally inconsiderate of others. The only so
3: you know. So okay. So let me let me let me put it to you this way. So. Obviously, I'm not saying that you're saying this, but okay. let's just lump those into sort of bad traits, right? So okay. you're naturally you're saying that children are bad, but obviously, I I don't I don't no believe no children are no.
1: okay. It's like like no, an animal. No, but
3: I'm just saying. Okay.
1: Like okay, if you buy a puppy, you gotta train it. If you, you yeah. if you want the dog to pee on the on the newspaper, if you want the dog to not bark every time they hear a door knock, you're going to have to train. Sorry, it.
3: Sorry, TFM. TFM, can I can I stop you just right there? Sure. Ishmael Divide wants to jump in. He's got he's got something to chime in on. Okay. Uh, I'm gonna put him down now. Okay. Sorry, but yeah, sorry. Finish your point. Well,
1: like there's nothing wrong. It's not like the dog. Somebody failed the dog. Dogs don't naturally know to you know pee on newspapers and not bark. They have to be trained. So you train them. You know, using what works now obviously humans have the ability to reason so you want to do that first but at the end of the day if reason doesn't work you got to have something else in your tool belt you can't just shrug your shoulders and give up and just let them win and do whatever they want because then that's what and I've, i've known people who refuse to discipline their animals like they have a dog and they're like yeah that dog likes to bark and that dog likes to jump at people and bite people and you know we just we don't believe in discipline so we're just gonna let the dog do it eventually those dogs get put down because they bite the wrong person
3: okay so tfm just to, sorry Ishmael, i'm gonna just say something and then you can um jump in um so i mean obviously you're saying that okay a dog needs to be trained right isn't that the same for a child i mean isn't that the same for a child you're saying that i mean you again you're looking at it in a vacuum so you're saying that if you train your dog correctly from birth you're not going to have any issues correct
1: well you're going to have fewer issues the same thing with children if you if you show consistent discipline if they know what if the rules are written and they know where the line is, and they know if they do this, they'll get a spanking. And if they listen, they'll get a reward. If, if you're consistent with the rules, you won't have to spank them because they'll understand, okay, I'm not going to do this because I know it's something something's going to happen. So I'm going to – like, for example, uh, there are people who – they're inconsistent. They let their kids get away with murder until they've had it up to here with them. And then they just lash out out of anger and frustration. That's when the children are are complete monsters because they don't know where the line is. But if a parent has like a, a one warning, they say, okay, look, you need to stop doing that or I'm gonna spank you. They're gonna stop because they know that if they do it again, they're gonna get spanked. But the kid who the parent is very inconsistent with their discipline, who just gives them warning after warning after warning, and then complains that the kids never listen to them. Well, of course they don't listen to you because you're inconsistent with your discipline. But if you're simply consistent, you'll find that you don't have to spank your kids hardly at all. They listen the first time. And then- well,
5: May, Before you said that children are naturally solipsistic and and all that, but I, mm-hmm. I don't think that makes sense from an evolutionary perspective. Okay. obviously the kids have to i guess in a state of nature the kids have to listen to the parents or their or they die so it would make i think it would make sense that the kids are um they're 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 they would more naturally be inclined to obey the parents and
1: no um monsters. no because what what newborns do they don't understand that the world exists outside of their own perception that is the ultimate in solipsism sure but
5: i guess not not looking at infants but looking at uh, Children like um, let's say a three-year-old Okay, I imagine uh, I mean of course I would imagine that uh, um, I would concede that a newborn or um, Some really self-unaware uh, young child would be solipsistic all they care about is their their own needs But uh, once a child becomes more cognizant, I would think that they're less inclined to, to be that way That's probably more of a modern thing Well, no, uh, i a natural state of of, uh, being a child, but
1: you see this, you see women do this. They only care about their needs. They see people as a means to fulfill their own needs. You know, empathy can can have empathy occurs. There is genuine empathy. I'm not discounting empathy, but you see children and women display this attitude that their needs are all that matter and it doesn't matter. Your needs don't matter all that and your own needs only matter in as much as it furthers their needs.
5: But what I'm disputing is whether that is their natural disposition or whether that is, uh, a disposi- that is the di- disposition that they come to gain based on um, an environment of abundance.
1: Uh, well, I mean, animals are the same way, like, especially pack animals, like, a dog is loyal to you because you feed it. It's, you know, it's not... The reason why dogs and humans get along so well is, you know, because dogs are pack animals the human feeds the dog the dog understands and is loyal just like they would be loyal to a pack that offered food and protection to the dog so that's evolutionary bread but obviously certain dog breed you can breed them and train them that enhances that bond but it's it's based on evolution humans really are selfish i don't i mean whether you're talking every culture i mean the way to know if something is cultural or biological is do you see this in every single culture throughout earth and do you see it in animals like especially primates and you do primates are selfish humans are selfish in every culture there is no like oh it's only like western culture humans are selfish no humans are selfish in every culture all humans have um, self-interest
5: is not um, selfish can i guess there you can look at it in two ways you can look at selfish as um, I'm um, I, everything for me uh, at the cost of anyone else, or you can look at selfish as my interests. Um, as long as I can, uh, if my interests align with what I want, can be achieved through cooperation, then I will cooperate.
1: Well, okay, that that's more of a factor of of intelligence. So what you'll find is people who are relatively high IQ will think and plan, and they'll they'll actually see. Hold on, am I going to fucking die? I want a zipline. Okay, there we go. Um, they'll see that, okay, if I want to get what I want, the best course of action is to cooperate. Because by cooperating, I actually get what I want easier than trying to go it alone. People with low IQ tend to be like, I want what I want now, and I don't really give a shit whether it hurts anybody else. But And that's what you see in Children one second.
5: That's not natural though. That that is It's, not-
1: ex- it's very natural because children it's, children, okay, children have so, high, children have low IQs. It's a factor of intelligence. Okay, so, Their brain isn't developed so, to understand planning and cooperation. So,
3: would you say that there's a correlation between spanking your children and lower lower IQ?
1: No, they've done studies that there is a, a correlation between uh, kids who are spanked more often and low IQ and the the people who are against spanking conclude that it must be because spanking lowers iq but i think what they're doing is they're they're confusing the cause and the effect it's not that spanking causes lower iq it's that lower iq kids get spanked more often because they don't listen to anything else a higher iq person can see the value in cooperation in deferring instant gratification for a better long-term result people with lower iq tend to value immediate gratification above all and children okay, are the so ultimate expression Cfm. of that. Yes. Sorry,
3: let me just cut you short. I'm going to let you finish. Okay. I've got a I've got a study uh, that was taken in 2009, September 2009. Okay. Uh, from the Uni- University of New Hampshire, I'm going to post it in the in the Discord chat, and I I would like the chat to well in the Discord chat and the Twitch chat. I'd like people to read it. Obviously, um, I'll pass it on to you as well. You you may want to do a video okay. debunking it. If you want to well i mean what, I'm just what, let it, people, what, is, what does it I mean, say it, it it basically says that um children who are spanked have lower iqs mm-hmm. research, new research finds that's pretty much where i was going
1: right go, no go, the, there there, there is a i just said there's a correlation between yeah. lower iq and spanking yeah. but so d- this, this is this is point. like this is like people who say there's a correlation between people who drink diet soda and obesity now is it that diet soda causes obesity or is it that people who struggle with obesity drink diet soda as an alternative to regular soda
5: well i think the um the case about uh spanking and um i i see your point tfm but i think maybe it's more nuanced so it it could be that people who tend to spank their kids are low iq therefore they produce low iq kids but i think you can also say that um, if you're if you're if you're precluding your child's opportunity to use reason and, and uh, think about what is in their best interest and do that, and just forcing them to do whatever, whatever it is that you want them to do, that would um, limit their ability to, I guess. Reason. Okay, I've got a well, one second,
1: I've
5: yes, got
1: a question. Yes, finish your thought. Que- yeah,
3: yeah. give me a second. Uh, I've got a question. A uh, question. Well, I've got a reply from triad six five six four two five he says my parents raised me to be very resilient so taking away all of my stuff meant fuck all to me because i enjoyed camping
1: right it <laughs> so, doesn't it uh, doesn't work yeah like
3: so so yeah so whooping my ass was
1: well now and i've necessary. also I, and I've, then he
3: and then it sorry and then okay. he goes on to say my iq is 148 so he's He's pre He's pretty down, well, no you know, it's
1: well it's not it's not smart. just a it's not just a factor of IQ I'm not saying like yeah. uh but it, it's always it's also going to be the child's taste inclinations obviously some children you know like maybe teenage girls who are married to their smartphone and they're always on social media taking yeah. away that smartphone is going to be extremely effective whereas it may not be effective when it comes to somebody who likes to camp it doesn't give a shit about having their privileges taken away there's also instances where, um, like, I was talking to this guy who's who's very extreme in his, you know, no spanking, I'll never spank no matter what. It's like, well, what if you you told your kid, you put your kid in timeout, and the kid is basically not staying in timeout. And what are you going to do? Like, well, I would, like, sit in timeout with them, and I'd hold them down. It's like, well, how is that different? You're you're aggressing on the child by holding giving them a bear hug and holding them down. How is that different than just spanking them? When if you're talking like, oh, spanking is so traumatic, a swat on the ass or a bear hug and holding someone down for five minutes is probably just as traumatic. So, you know, when you have a child who won't listen, you gotta spank them. I'm not talking about beat the living shit out of them within an inch of their life. Just you spank them and you do it before you lose your cool. Don't do it when you're angry. Don't discipline a child when, you, when you've when you had it up to here with them. You discipline them after you've given them a warning and told them, okay, don't do that again or you're going to get a spanking. And then you spank them and you're very cool-headed, and you, you, sit, you tell them exactly how many spankings they're getting. Uh, a good rule of thumb is one for each year they are old. So, you know, if they're three, they get three spankings. If they're five, they get five spankings. Generally after that, you can kind of find other things. Obviously, you know, talking about like taking away their privileges if they're older they've grown attached to electronic devices. Obviously you want to tailor, you know, make the punishment fit the crime kind of thing. Once they're a little bit older and more mature, you could tailor the punishment to what will be the most effective for that child. But when they're young, I mean, just like, this is why I talk about animals and stuff like that. You discipline a dog by, you know, swatting it on the nose, you know, pinching it the back of its neck. You have to be physical with it. That's what animals understand. And children, their, their brains aren't developed.
5: And I know that brains are developed. There's there's something quite different than a, than an, an animal.
1: Right, they are something quite different, but they don't understand long-term consequences. Like uh, the birth example is, uh, if you try to tell a teenager, "Oh, if you commit crimes, you are going to go to jail for 25 years. It's going to ruin your life, and you're never going to get a job, and your li- whole life's going to be ruined." A teenager doesn't really appreciate because teenagers think they're invincible. They don't appreciate these long-term life ruining consequences like going to jail for 20 years they, they just can't appreciate what that means
5: no question is is that a is that the natural inclination of a teenager is that the what yes. modern teenagers actually no like?
1: teenagers think they're invincible because they're young it's in their they're swimming in hormones but teenagers wouldn't like if you go to like Singapore where they whip your ass with a bamboo stick, a teenager will understand an ass whooping. If they see, like, this tough thug gang member getting beaten with a bamboo stick and crying instead of going to jail and coming out with, like, a teardrop tattoo, talking about how, what a badass he is because he did time, if they actually showed these thugs getting the shit beaten out of him with a bamboo stick, you'd actually probably see crime go down because all of a sudden going to jail wouldn't be cool if this... So didn't
5: you say that, why didn't you say that, um... So if, you, if you're someone who spends your child then they never learn i guess they're never privy to uh they they never take heed of their of whatever what whatever their conscience might might um how however their conscience might make them feel absent that spanking so when they become an adult they haven't i suppose exercised that muscle so they 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 don't they're not going to moderate the behavior unless they do experience a significant harm so you end up in the same place where where you have the the because as a child the guy never um, was able was never allowed to moderate his own behavior he needs the law to do that for him so he ends up in jail anyways
1: okay well, no, well, I don't think you I don't I don't know I don't know where you're getting that that if you're spanked as a kid it's somehow going to prevent you from making more independent moral decisions like you somehow lose your agency and you can't think I got well, it makes, sense. it makes sense. No, it, it seems, it seems no. to fall
3: over me. Oh, okay. No, it, it does. So, TFM, quick, quick question. I mean, how okay. would you explain the black community then in the US? I mean, I'm guessing a lot of those cars were spanked. Oh, yeah, they spank you more than, than right. I think they spank yeah. more than everyone in the population. So, right. No, there's, they, there's a lot of childhood. Out.
1: Yeah, because it's not a, spanking isn't a substitute for a culture. Like, if you have a culture that's dog shit, that teaches you, that glamorizes crime and being a thug and being a single mother and denigrates being successful and using proper grammar, all the ass whoopings in the world aren't going to fix that. The problem isn't lack of, you know, whoopings. The problem is their culture is dog shit.
5: So So isn't that what I'm, that's what I'm trying to say. It's not an, it's not natural that people are, are, um,
1: primates, primates spank their young. Like chimpanzees spank their kids. Gorillas spank their kids. It, that, but obviously a chimpanzee is different from a human
5: child, as we agreed before.
1: Okay, no. Here's the thing. I got into debates with people who are like, oh, humans are just different. They're not animals. There's just – there's somehow well, – I
5: don't believe that, but I obviously there's the use of language and the use of reason. Okay, anymore.
1: so there are – pretty much physical discipline exists in every culture throughout the world in primates. It's not a social construct. It's what, it's it's a natural reaction. How to dealing with children who don't listen, who don't yet does understand. Does it mean it works?
4: Does it mean it, it works? Of course across, it. Across.
1: Yes, it works. What child abuse doesn't work. Um, also, if you have a shit culture, uh, spanking isn't going to cure a shit culture. So, but you can't say, oh, like these people were spanked and they have a shit culture and they have bad outcomes. Thus, let's blame the spanking. Because you're taking one isolated thing and you're saying, well, because they were spanked and, and now they're criminals and, and single mothers, it must be the spanking. That, that doesn't make any more sense than, like, I'll give you an example of a, a study, which is stupid. They did a study that determined that people that floss their teeth regularly live longer. Now, it wasn't that they flossed their teeth that caused them to live longer. It's just that generally people who floss their teeth regularly tend to also diet and exercise and take care of their body in other ways. Flossing their teeth is just one example of them doing something healthy for themselves, but they tend to also take care of their bodies. The flossing and isolation really had nothing to do with their general health. It was that flossing was one element in a larger regimen of health and fitness. Likewise, spanking shouldn't just be isolated at all. There's a correlation between spanking and, and low IQ. That doesn't prove anything. It just proves that there's one element, but you have to look at culture, you have to look at intelligence, and you can't put the cause before the effect, or you can't switch the cause and the effect. You have to look at which cause is what. I can tell you just from my personal experience and observations from other people, the dumb kids need to be spanked more. They don't understand, they don't appreciate things like reason, rational arguments they basically don't don't listen to anything else other than getting spanked. And generally, as they get older, they just catch on a little bit later than other kids. But usually the the bright kids, the ones that kind of understand that they can be reasoned with. They hardly ever get spanked. And if you talk to parents with multiple kids, they'll usually tell you that, you know, they have like one son or one daughter that never gets spanked. They're so well behaved. They always listen. They can just reason with them, explain to them the situation, and they'll go with it. And then there's they have that one kid, boy or girl, that just will not listen, always getting in trouble, always getting spanked. And they have the same genes. They're being raised in the same house. So it's not a matter of culture, it's but it's probably a matter of individual IQ or maybe an in, individual personality. But when a parent takes something off their tool belt says I will never spank my kids no matter what, and they have that kid that will not listen, that will not do anything unless they get spanked, and now you've taken that off the table, then you've actually you've made it un, you made yourself unable to control the child and you're going to run into a situation similar to how Men are dealing with women. Right now in a gynocentric society, men cannot assert their authority over women because it's illegal. It's illegal to for a man to assert his authority over woman. It's considered sexist at best or domestic violence at worst. So because men don't have the tools to assert their authority, they have no authority. Now, right now, a parent can make a personal choice whether they want to spank their kids. But I can clearly see – I think in France they may have – outlawed spanking that's now illegal to spank your kids that's a horrible idea because what you're going to do you're sowing the seeds to for parents to lose authority over their children just like the way men have lost authority over women and then you're going to see like parents going their own way where parents refuse to have children and then the fertility rate goes into absolute free fall and nobody's having kids anymore because they can't control their kids because it's illegal
3: okay um cfm yes I've, I'm gonna to have to cut this short. Uh-oh. We'll have to revisit it some other time. All I'm, right. I'm apologising to Ishmael right now. So I've pretty much cut him off. What's the um, no problem, um, Ishmael? Do you, do you want to have the last, you know, say, you know? Well, uh, I
5: guess uh, our I against... I say is that I've heard. I haven't really looked into it though, but I've heard that when people spank their kids for doing something that they don't want them to do, uh, a, a short time after they end up doing the same thing anyways. Would, so I guess my whole point is that uh, I think if you spank your child, you're you're uh, you're not allowing them to regulate their own behavior, and then they won't be able to do that in the future, and they'll end up in the same situation where they need some external force to um, bend their arm to get them to do the quote right thing.
1: Okay. Well, I think maybe I think you're taking the opposite approach. You're you're basically saying spanking somehow takes someone's agency away and somehow brainwashes them into being unable to process morals independently but, but I don't see
5: why that wouldn't be the case why does well, that not make sense for you well
1: it doesn't make sense for me because I was spanked and I'm not like that so but you're a special case you're one of those smart people how right? ma- but how many how many examples of people who have no problem making moral decisions independently who were spanked as children would it take to convince you that your premise is incorrect or that um. you
3: like how much... Right, guys, guys. I'm sorry. I have to cut you short. I'm, okay, like, all right. I'm, I'm all cut, right. like this, right. Is I didn't wanna, this is why they want. This is why they want to start this debate with TFM because me and him have gone back and forth, back and forth. We're gonna need. We're gonna need chat. We're gonna need to, you know, revisit this some other time. If you want to get involved in a conversation, we can make it a specific, you know, day where we can all jump in and we can present mm-hmm. our facts yeah. and you yeah. know it's, it's go it. from there. All right, the battle but, is
5: on. But anyways, yeah, yeah. For letting me in. Yeah, no All right.
3: Right, so TFM, I like, yes. I'm really sorry about that. Oh, our, that's fine. Our next guest has, you know, they were meant to, they were on yesterday. Okay. Um, called your humble host, and they would like to finish up where um, we left off before you were ddosed. De- uh, oh, okay. There so, we. <laughs> yeah, that some was, host. That was she crazy. would like. To, she would like to. Yeah, she would like to speak to you about your opinions on women's rights, Meek and, right. you know voting. There we go. Alright, I'm All putting right. it down now. Hello? Hello? Give it, give it ten seconds. Oh, uh, okay, yeah. Run. Hello. Humble. No oh, Okay, Hello. Oh, there
1: she is. Hello, humble hey, host. We, we meet again. So, um, I know we re- we talked before. Do we, do you remember what we talked about? Do you want to just start over? Or do you want to recap?
0: Yes, we
1: do. Okay. That, that, that was that was a multiple choice, not a yes-no question, but um, I guess you mean start over yes or recap yes?
0: Um, no, I remember what we talked about, but um, it depends on what you feel is best for your audience.
1: Well, I can splice the audio from yesterday's stream and kind of create a video based on that, or we can start over. it's up to you um, how do you how comfortable do you feel do you just want to start the conversation over
0: it, yeah it, that, that's fine um something i'm gonna comment real quick on the spanking thing and then we can move on i was spanked as a child that dude is fruity as shit. i i don't believe in withstanding spankings because yes it varies case by case with kids but i do believe in corporal punishment otherwise they won't learn respect i got spanked as a kid and i learned respect to respect my dad and i was spanked, or i was spanked less often because i did not do stupid shit because i was spanked
1: yeah and one a lot of like i would say i don't know I, I haven't read any surveys i would say most people have been spanked so you know the, to paint with a broad brush like there might be cases of kids who were abused to the point to where they just can't they're so abused that they can't make any moral decisions without some sort of external stimuli and I think that's what his hypothesis is but I mean there's a different like I said there's a difference between punishing your kids and abusing your kids it's like there's a difference between being affectionate with your kids and molesting your kids
0: yeah that is true
1: so all right all right so I guess we should talk about the, the issue at hand so if I recall the your position and you could please correct me if I'm wrong is that men and women should work together and you know they they complement each other best if they're part they're equal partners so having having disproportionate rights given to men or fewer rights given to women would somehow disrupt that partnership would you say that that's your position or do you want to um how would you phrase it
0: um it's close let me give you an analogy and i grew up in a christian household or whatnot so i really feel that god gave this analogy to me as pretty okay. as that sounds to a lot of people okay so let's look at marriage how men and women complement each other mm-hmm. who have a sword marriage is like a sword the husband is the blade the wife is the hilt each piece is strong they're equal But they're different. You cannot have a blade do the operation of a hilt. and You cannot have the hilt do the operation of the blade. Makes sense?
1: Oh, yeah. That makes perfect sense. So, but the thing is, is the sword is the use of the sword. What we call the responsibility of the sword is shared equally across the blade and the hilt. So if the sword doesn't function, if the sword is defective then the entire sword is punished there's responsibility of the function of the sword is is not disproportionate to the the, the handle or the the blade because the sword is considered one unit so yes. th- my argument is it's all it's all about responsibility men have the responsibility they i mean we're talking about going to war women are exempt from the draft you talk about funding government men basically pay all the taxes women do pay taxes but they also get all that money returned to them in the form of tax returns and benefits every dollar a woman pays in taxes will be returned to her over the course of her life plus interest not so with men men are the ones who basically fund government women are basically like giving interest-free loans to the government that are eventually given back to them so And yet, because women are the majority of voters, they're the ones who ultimately make the decision about war and how government is spent, or how government money is spent, i.e. men's money. So, because men are the responsible party, they're the ones who have to suffer. They're the ones who have to bleed in war. They're the ones who have to pay the taxes. And yet, because they share the authority with women... You know, let's we'll say 50/50. Even though there are many rights that women have, especially in regards to reproduction, that men do not have. So, in a very real way, women actually have more rights than men. Yet, men bear more responsibility than women. And this this dysfunctional relationship between responsibility and authority is the is the cause of the breakdown of the family, of the decline in marriage, of the declining fertility rate, all that stuff. If you know. Feminism, you know, obviously overstepped its bounds, but it's ultimately rooted in this dysfunctional relationship between authority and responsibility. Now, if if first wave feminism had made women subject to the draft, and, you know, second wave and third wave feminism had asked for rights along with corresponding responsibilities, whereas as women were given more rights, they were also given more responsibility, and they stepped up and uh, perform those responsibilities, I don't think MGTOW would exist. The problem with feminism and the problem with modern relationships and gynocentrism is women demand all the freedom and the authority, but then they shirk all the responsibility. They want all the responsibility to be borne by men. So, we, ha- okay, I'm sorry. Well, my, my final thought is we have two options. There's two ways to rectify this situation. We can make women equally responsible to men, you know, kind of undo the wrongs of the past, bring women up from a responsibility standpoint up to the level of men, or we can lower the rights and authority of women down to the level of responsibility that they want. But the goal would be to match responsibility and authority. So if we decide that men and women need to be equally responsible, then they can also have the same freedoms and authority. They can be equal in in those things as well. We could have egalitarianism. If we agree that women are physically, mentally, and emotionally incapable of the responsibility of a man, and men are ultimately going to be more responsible in any situation, then the only fair, just thing to do would be to take women's rights away down to the level where their authority matches their responsibility. Now, it is my belief that women have the responsibility of effectively a child, um, and some, there's several examples of this. Like if a man and a woman have drunken sex, the man is a rapist, the woman is a victim.
0: Just, Which I think is total bullshit because I've had drunk sex and I knew damn well how I got when I was drunk.
1: Right. But th- th- this, from a societal standpoint, for more or less, society has concluded that women should be treated like children in regards to responsibility. So if that's the case then it's dysfunctional for them to then give women equal rights to men if we agree as a society that women have the responsibility of children. It would be just and fair to give women the rights of children if they're going to have the responsibility of children. So and basically, I don't believe women are physically, mentally, or emotionally capable of bearing the responsibility of men. And I think simply because mostly due to the childbirth and the reproductive dynamic and sexual dimorphism, Men are simply going to be responsible for women, and that being the case, it doesn't make sense to have to give women equal rights. So, thoughts, rebuttals.
0: Um, I actually do agree. Um, like we brought up the military the other day, and I think honestly, women have been given way too much how we say leeway or freedom. How else would you- Yeah, there you go. There's a good word. Freedom in the military. Like we brought up the other day how they were lowering the physical requirements for like especially the heavier branches like the Navy and the Navy SEALs and the Marines, which you cannot freaking do. Right. Um, I do think that there are some things that they need to pull back on a military. is one of them. Screw all this PC culture. Screw... Oh, i really wish feminism would go die somewhere because it's i don't like associating with my gender or very much hanging out with multiple members of my gender because of it because i always running to some nut job and it's just like no i'm good um right.
1: well you have a husband feminism is mostly a way for women who can't find a husband to use the government as their surrogate husband because if you if you have a husband that provides for you financially you don't need all these feminist programs To force companies to hire you and to pay you more than a man for doing less work and give you all these benefits because you have a husband to take care of you. But if you didn't have a husband to take care of you, if you were, you know, if you look like a hippopotamus in a a miniskirt, then, you know, feminism is going to be very appealing because it's the only way you're going to be taken care of. So I don't really blame ugly, fat, unattractive, bitter women for being feminists.
0: See, women and just the younger generations as a whole have been taught, "Oh, you should be able to dwell as you are in your physical state and not do anything about it." People should adapt their thinking to the way that you live, rather than for the way that they live be adapted to reality.
1: Well, well, are you talking about like fat acceptance?
0: Yeah. Well, no,
1: it's well, well, they're fat. If they had the willpower to not be fat, they wouldn't be fat. The whole point, I mean, it's not like being fat is, it doesn't, it's unhealthy, it's painful, it's uncomfortable. Like, the human body isn't meant to look like a beach ball with fingers. So when you look like you just kind of rolled out of the blob or something like that, like, and if you're just so fat that the only way you're going to get married is if a blind man confuses you for a seeing eye pig, you don't really have a lot of hope in life. So what can you do other than blame other people for your problems just so you can sleep at night? Because if you're a victim, then you at least can blame someone else. You have some out. But if you have to take responsibility for your life and you're incapable of having the self-control to put down a cupcake and do a sit-up, you know that's going to be a very painful realization. People don't like pain. So it's a sign of immaturity, but it's completely rational. if If you have no self-control and you look like you know, something that just fell out of a dump truck, then, yeah, what can you do?
0: Yeah, and I understand that, but it's just, it's gotten to the point to where, honestly, my gender has forgotten their real strengths.
1: Well, what is, what would you define as women's strength?
0: Um, what I mean is me and my dad were having this conversation and he was going through a rough patch and he asked this question that why is it that it's okay for women to struggle and not for men to struggle? And that goes back to the blade analogy is women are there to support the man. The man is the leader and I will mm-hmm. um, agree with that. Now, now, there's. Well, 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 I got
1: to I I I stop you there. I got to stop you there. So if you agree the men are supposed to be the leader, wouldn't it make sense for the leader to have authority over the person they're leading? Like what sense would it make to lead someone as an equal? Like you don't lead your equals, you lead your subordinates.
0: Well, that's the thing because I'm looking at the comments. with, when it comes to Christianity specifically, let's take it there, okay. it's not that the wife is a subordinate, she's rather a helper. I'm not a minion of my husband, I'm his helper, and everyone struggles, I mean I overstepped the line, and that's because of the way I grew up and things like that, so yeah, I admit that, but it's, I'm a helper, um, I provide a comfortable home to the best of my abilities, mm-hmm. I make sure that he's well fed, and you know that's something that I saw my mom do for my dad. And I work, too. We used to have it to where we split the bills right down the middle. We're not able to do that anymore because he makes a lot more money than I do with his job. We both got new jobs.
1: Right. Now, do you have kids?
0: No, don't want them either. Not in this society.
1: Okay. All right, but he's 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 financially responsible for you.
0: He pays most of the bills, yes, but we did have it. We used to have it to where it was right down the middle, like okay. split I want it back there again, but we haven't been able to do
1: so. Okay. Well, that's fine. I mean, I guess – so let me ask you some questions because ultimately you disagree with me that women should lose their right to vote. But would you agree that women should have to serve in the draft and fight wars and die alongside men as a Um, – Go ahead. No, like that's – I mean that's about it. Like because women have been exempt from the draft since first-wave feminism – you think that should change and women should have to, you know, bleed and die alongside the men in exchange for their right to vote?
0: Um. Yeah, like I said yesterday, and I'll repeat it for the your audience, for those of you who aren't here. Either have women be required to sign up for the draft or revoke the draft for men.
1: Oh, well, you can't revoke the draft because what are you going to do with, during a war? You're going to say pretty please with sugar on top?
0: <laughs> I guess you have a point
1: yeah i understand like whenever i talk to a feminist about the draft their response is basically well nobody should be drafted well that's not rational that's like saying nobody should pay taxes well then who's going to fund the government if nobody pays taxes like that's a non-answer you you have to have a draft because you have to have defense and you have to have taxes because the government doesn't run off wishes so people gotta fund shit so right now, men are, the one who, men are the ones who fight the wars, and men are the ones who pay the taxes. So in order, if you want equal rights, you need to have equal responsibility. So my solution is take women's right to vote away at the very least. There are probably some other things that should happen in order to make a, the, the gender dynamic more balanced. But at the very least, women shouldn't be voting because especially right now, women are the majority of voters. So what happens is is women are the ones who ultimately make the decision about which who goes to war and what how the money is spent but they're not the ones actually earning the money or going to war. So it's creating a terrible dynamic where the people making the decisions have no stake in the outcome of those decisions.
0: Yeah, I can see your point there and I will agree that especially because of...
1: Oh, are you there? Oh. Uh Uh-oh. Yeah,
0: no, I'm here. Um, I was... Anyway, um, like I was saying, I do agree that women have been given way more control, and it's a lot having to do with feminism, and now they have to meet all these stupid quotas, and Mm -hmm. uh, where was it? Do you you know who Cognitive Thought is? Uh,
1: I may have heard the name. I don't think I've ever watched any of his stuff, though.
0: Okay, the reason why I bring him up, because he tweeted out... Two days ago, that somewhere, and I don't know if it's here in the U.S. or in Europe or whatever, but they passed a law saying that when like the big jobs come up, the women get it first. I don't know if that was a joke or no. That
1: that happened. That's another country. It's basically trying to create gender parity. They're basically saying new hires, the first crack goes to women, and only like unless. Literally if 100 people if a hundred women apply for the job and 100 men apply for the job and there are 50 positions, women are going to be the only ones getting that position. Like unless there are no women applying for the job is the only time you're allowed to even look at male resumes. So this is why I was telling the previous caller to identify as a transgendered lesbian because it's, it might be one of the only ways a man can actually get a fair shake as society becomes increasingly gynocentric.
0: Yeah, and I think it's total bullshit. It just, for me, the way that employment used to work is if you actually qualify for the job, have the skills and experience, you get the job. It doesn't matter what genitals you have.
1: Uh, well, yeah, obviously you a, a business wants to hire the best person for the job, but that's why feminists use the government to pass laws forcing the, the companies to do what's not in their best interest but what's in feminism's best interest, which is more free shit.
0: Well, it's not just about free shit, it's about control. The way that I see feminism is you have women who either got hurt by past relationships, can't get with a man, were brainwashed into it. To me, feminism is nothing more than an entire group driven by hurts, insecurity, self-loathing, um and they become a very dark women ever been around a really controlling
1: woman well i well i think it's more simple than that like i do think bitter ugly unattractive women are definitely drawn to feminism but ultimately the ideology is about getting the freedom and authority of you know of masculine masculinity in society without any of the responsibility because that's really what the gender quotas are you know give me the job even though i'm not qualified because i have a vagina. Give me free health care, pay for my tampons because I have a vagina. But they want men to pay for it because men are the taxpayers. They want the freedom and the authority without the responsibility. They don't want to pay for stuff. They don't want to have to actually go to school and get qualified for stuff. They just want the results. They want the end result without any of the work. They want men to have to work harder so that women can get free stuff. So
0: Yeah, no, I, and I've been seeing a lot of that. And uh, the logic that I've been seeing with a lot of feminists and whatnot is like, well, men have had all this shit for years right. and whatnot, so now it's our turn. It's like, no, man. That's well,
1: how that shit but works. Now, now this isn't this didn't just start with third wave feminism. First wave feminism did the same thing because they demanded voting rights but didn't want to be subject to the draft, they didn't want to have to bear equal responsibility. So all the waves of feminism it's been like this since the 1800s it's always been about disproportionate freedom and authority without responsibility so if you 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 claim to be an anti-feminist but Mm -hmm. so what is your solution are you do you advocate for women to be responsible or do you advocate okay so you want women to be equally responsible
0: yes and i feel like my gender a Mm -hmm. lot of my gender has Slacking it very much so and responsibility
1: like okay hardcore. well so i'm gonna i'm gonna drop drop a drop a truth bomb on you now okay, so so you agree that women should be drafted and women should be net taxpayers before they should vote or as a condition of them voting
0: yes anybody who wants to stay in the country needs to pay taxes
1: right now i think it wouldn't be fair to let people keep rights and if they're not currently earning them, correct? You wouldn't be like, "Well, we're going to we're going to continue to let you vote, but you know, soon you're going to have to do something." You know, it's like letting someone live in your house for free and telling them you need to get a job but not threatening to kick them out. You know, once you kick them out, then they'll actually go out and get a job. But as long as they're living in your house for free, they don't really feel any pressure to go out and get a job, right? Yeah. So, how would you feel about taking away women's right to vote? And then Saying if you want your your rights back, then you need to go to war with men and you need to pay taxes like men. Would you be in favor of that?
0: Yeah, I actually would. And that should go overall for just everyone in the country. I mean, I know may, women mainly are the problematic children right, right. now, but that, that should be for like everyone.
1: Well, There you go. See, so we had this nice conversation and now we're on the same side.
3: See, that, I've got a question that from the, I've got a, sorry guys, I've got a question from the, uh, that was sent to me privately, okay. um, they, it's a question for your humble host and okay. it, it reads, you know, what is your, how are you, what's it, sorry, just got minimized. Hello? Sorry about that. Yeah, no, no, I'm here. Sorry how do your peers consider you with your opinions
0: um let's just say i can't keep friends with my gender i really don't have any friends with my gender
3: okay do you want to elaborate on that i mean is is it because of just your opinions or because of you know their opinions what what like can't explain
0: um for me, I have very strong views, and I've lost friends, and one of the friends that I used to have, I, uh, I'll poke around, and I'll check on people. She's now a full-blown feminist, up up on a stage, in her underwear, and you see like her profile pic for her Facebook is Women's Places in the Resistance, and I'm just going, holy shit. So that's one example. Okay. The only friends that I really have that I can really talk to are guy friends, and we really have we have the same views pretty much
1: There you go So you're gonna tell them that you think women should lose the right to vote and that you talk to turd-flinging monkey, and he just he he red-pilled you
0: <laughs> I Think from this conversation that anybody who is not contributing to the country is not paying taxes should not get a say
1: Okay, well, there you go see one, one red pill at a time, gentlemen. That's how you do it.
0: And it's not so much about I mean, like I said with MGTOW, and I, t- I think I told this defeating to cat, MGTOW has legitimate complaints, and even more so because of what feminism is doing now. The shoe has been on the other foot in the past, yes, but that's really not the case anymore.
1: Well, I don't think women haven't really been oppressed for hundreds of years. Like, even in a society, I don't know if you how familiar you are with my content where I talk about the difference between a hard patriarchy and a soft patriarchy.
0: I think I saw that video where society would be better underneath a soft patriarchy. Right. Well,
1: cause, well, a hard patriarchy is kind of like what feminists refer to as patriarchy. It's where women are basically property. It's where you have warlords and harems and, you know, something like Mad Max kind of thing. Whereas a soft patri- yeah. with a soft patriarchy, you have a functional society, but men have more rights than women. Men have authority over women, so it's still a patriarchal system, but women are treated. You know they have they're not they're not property. They have rights similar to children. The way you have a authority over your child as their parent, a man has authority over you, as your husband or your father. But you're not mistreated. You're not you know beaten and sold as chattel. And it's actually a very balanced system when you consider the the disparity in responsibility.
0: It actually used to be more so like that back then before like women started to get let into the military and other places. Now I'm all for giving my gender the equal opportunity. Something I always argue with my dad before I that analogy I just gave you. Before I got that analogy, which I do feel is God-given, okay. I would argue with my dad about Oh, women could be as strong as men. I said all
1: that shit, like all of it. Well, well, I mean, no, there are. uh, I think Terrence Pop did a video called "Can't Cut the Mustard." About four percent of women can meet the male standard. Yeah, but that's like the minimum male standard. Like you talk about peak athletes, men destroy women. But just just to meet the minimum male standard, only about four percent of women can do it. So. I mean, you can't look at that four percent and be like, "Oh, women are just as strong as men." Look at these this tiny fraction, this sliver of a minority. That somehow proves women are just as strong, and capable as as, this, as men. No, clearly not. It's like comparing Brock Lesnar to just some average guy and being like, "You know, oh yeah, like men are just seven foot tall monsters." Because look at Brock Lesnar. Like, no, he's a seven foot tall monster, but most guys aren't that big.
0: Yeah, no, and I do agree, um, even science, biology, um men are physically stronger and it's because they have a different reproductive system um their you guys's bones um can yeah. hold more mass can hold a lot more our systems because of our reproductive system i'm not saying my gender can't be strong but because of our reproductive system because where our hormones work our bodies are a little bit more frail right and if we were to take um impact it we could really screw up our systems. I'm not saying that we can't like rough house things about, but you get my point. You get what I'm saying.
1: Yeah, I mean, yeah, women could be spanked and you can pull their hair a bit, but that's a you know, you don't want to get any more rougher than that. You don't want to hurt them.
0: Yeah, I used to have I used to rough house with a friend and it, it was it was it was at church and it was in front of a lady and she goes, Stop it, you're gonna get yourself hurt. And I kind of looked at her funny, I'm like, What the hell are you talking about? And she goes, you're going to hurt your reproductive system. And I just kind of looked at her like, she was just weird. I'm like, oh, get away from
1: me. Well, yeah, I mean, you have more complicated plumbing. But, it, you know, just as a, an aside to that, it's funny how feminists have passed laws, I think in every Western country, where men are forced to subsidize uh, women's health care by their insurance. Like men, men's insurance has to pay for, uh, you know, stuff like maternity care and pap smear, stuff they'll never use. But because no, women women want their premiums to be lower, so they force men to pay more to make their premiums lower in the name of equality. So it's unfortunately this is this is why I'm not an egalitarian. Because men and women have to be treated differently. So when you treat No, you, I agree. Right. I and, agree. and and that that also applies to rights. Like you can't give men and women the same rights. Sweet. I just I totally like ate shit on my dirt bike and still passed the mission.
0: Yeah, I saw that. Actually, you'll be, and I don't know if this has passed just yet, I think it is. Did you hear about the law that they are trying to get passed in Oklahoma?
1: No. People send me articles all the time, but I don't I don't know what you're referring to.
0: Okay, so I read this a few weeks back, and hopefully it's passed because I'm 100% for it. Okay. The mom cannot get an abortion without the permission of the father.
1: Okay. Oh, um, I did an article about that. So yeah, that's probably going to get shot down. Um, in fact, feminists are trying to counter that by forcing men to get permission from their wives to get Viagra prescriptions. Or there's a one in Texas that wants men to pay $100 tax every time they jerk off.
0: Can yep, she, yep. Did, I I did a video on that bill. It's freaking bullshit. And from what the lady said, Jessica Farrar is the name of the late stupid woman. <laughs> um, she said that it was supposed to bring attention, and it's just like
1: doesn't she look like a dude? Actually, she's,
0: I don't think so. I don't remember. Oh, I just she, remembered her name. She,
3: she's, she's total dude. Anyway, guys, okay. <laughs> um, let's. Uh... All right. Get on our next guest, uh, your humble host. Do you have any last words? Anything that you want to close on? Well, she,
1: I didn't know she had a channel, do you want you can plug your channel if you want. Uh, okay.
0: okay. Okay. Yeah, so pretty much my point is or the gist of it is 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 there a certain way to do things? Yes, but is that way agreed upon by everybody? No. Is taken away women's rights women's rights realistic? No, it's not gonna happen because society that we have but I do agree that if you're not contributing, if you're not paying your fair taxes that no say for you. You don't get no say. Um, I also do believe that men and women should be treated differently and equal opportunity, yes, but only if you qualify. That is my point. And if any of you liked this debate, which I saw a lot of you going off in the comments, um, I do have a channel, The Chambers of My Heart. The logo you see keep floating around on the screen here, the live stream, that is my avatar for my YouTube channel. I do rants, do I do to- poetry, I do all sorts of stuff. Do you wanna
3: link it in the in the chat for everyone? Just so that um it's pretty much Yeah embedded in time space
1: right yeah go ahead and post your url in the chat and that way people can follow you if they want and then i'll use or actually also send it to me um or give it to cat and then i'll post it in the description as well
0: okay i just sent it defeating cat
1: okay Okay. cool all right
0: now which chat do you want me to post it in the live stream they they, i'll
3: I'll post i'll post it okay all right
1: yeah well they both appear in the screen so it doesn't really matter all right. Thank you for your time. I'm glad I could red pill you and bring you over to the dark side.
2: Right.
3: Um our next guest is uh Jace palom and he wants to talk to you about the comparison of what happens in American court systems as opposed
2: to the German court systems. Oh, so let's well, okay, I in now.
0: I'm dreaming in now.
2: It just comes down to the intelligence Yo. of the child and- in. Right. Hello. Yeah. welcome oh hey i got pulled in hey uh how you doing uh monkey
1: what's going on man i'm doing oh
2: just just another night uh just before we get started i want to mention man i really appreciate the work you do um i discovered you i think almost a year and a half ago um with some of your earlier videos and honestly it really did help inspire me to you know not just waste my life away with just you know feeding the system i suppose I determined to live for myself and just, you know, make sure to prepare for what's coming down the road. Essentially,
1: awesome! That's I love to hear that. Glad that my stupid YouTube channel was able to make a difference in your life.
2: (laughs) Um, I mean, I wouldn't say that kind of stuff is stupid. I mean, it is a great alternative platform to get these ideas across outside of just, you know, simply typing text on a blog or trying to find a way to get yourself i mean somehow in the traditional media i just i don't think that's possible to be honest
1: yeah no not really because it's you know the mainstream media is very ideologically you know it's like they, they choose their own if you want to make it you have to be chosen and brought in you have to have a contact you got to be in whereas you know something like youtube its anyone can do it like i never thought my little channel would take off I never thought I'd be hosting a talk show. (laughs) Yeah, here I am.
2: Yeah, definitely. Um, So I guess the first thing I wanted to talk, um, I guess, mention, um, just the thing that they talked about with me in screening, is um, with regards to the the MGTOW movement. So quick background about myself. Um, I was born in Germany. Um, Mm -hmm. I... Was raised there until i was 14. i wasn't raised in like a military family simply because my parents divorced when i was really young and my mother being a german citizen she didn't want anything to do with the u.s anymore so i lived off post went to german school you know lived in the culture i guess you could say and then i came to the states when i was 14 and i remained here since um so i kind of have like a unique perspective about Seeing both both the European aspect of what goes on and the American system, and okay. um, one th- one thing I wanted to like mention was the court the courts essentially. Um, are because... you talking
1: about criminal court or family court? Family court. Okay.
2: Um, with regards to how it functions, uh, specifically in Germany versus here in America. So I'm sure, as you know, here in America, at least you know, if you are married to a woman and you get divorced, unless you have a very very airtight prenup that a judge doesn't just decide to throw out you know more likely she'll get half your property if not all your property
1: right well if you Um, have if you have kids it's like 75 percent
2: yeah it just makes it even worse yeah um in germany as an example um i i think it's more of a holdover of the old traditions as bad it is to say considering you know at this point seems like germany's determined to just get rid of all of his traditions, you know, damn be to the people who want to keep them. But, um, in the family courts, it's very rare, um, at least in Bavaria where I lived, it's very rare for the woman, um, especially if she initiated oh, course, wait, you're in get...
1: you live in Bavaria?
2: I used to. Um, um I still okay. travel back and forth frequently. Um, there's a guy, there's, my a, mother's...
1: there's a guy who's like a regular on my channel named John, and he's from Germany, and he hates Bavaria. Like he has nothing nice to say really? about Bavaria. Yeah, I think it would just be funny to have you two like have like set of your differences via Thunderdome. I'm sorry, yeah, that just is...
2: <laughs> talk about talk about which German states the worst. <laughs> there you go.
1: No, I'm sorry, that was a complete aside. Continue.
2: No, it's fine. Um, what I was going to say was, it's very rare for the women to uh, to get. It's very rare for them to get the whole property entirely, um, and it's still kind of rare for them to even get like 50% or even some of it. Uh, mostly because there's like this, there is kind of a societal expectation that the land belongs to the, the forebears essentially. Cause that's basically the situation in Germany is if you own property or land, it more than likely comes from your fathers, you know, from before you who owned that land because well, land is kind of a premium in germ- Germany at the moment. Okay, um, So it's, it's in, Basically, the main thing I want to mention is it's very interesting seeing, you know, gynocentrism in action in different cultures, and that it's it, it influences in different ways. You know, in the Anglo sphere, you know, here in America and Britain, you know, you're absolutely fucked. Whereas in other cultures, just simply because of holdovers from the past, um, it complicates things. Um, and I mean, it's for better, or for worse. I mean in germany i mean if you get taken to divorce court i guarantee you're not going to get your kids that that's just that's just a promise right there
1: right so i mean so your argument is basically that the german courts are fair they're they're
2: i'm sorry you cut out there a bit what was that you're saying saying that the the,
1: the, the the german courts are just more fair to men is it your is it your basic not, argument
2: they're they're more, they're more fair in certain aspects um, and the thing is i'm not making the argument of which country's better i'm more or less just well i just wanted to like put out something interesting saying that you know various cultures have been differently affected by right. gynocentrism um germany just has its own unique set of problems to be honest
1: right yeah um, it seems like cuz they're kind of on the forefront of Submitting to the immigration thing, so it's interesting mm, that and, is, all, and you have a horrible prime minister. Like you, you elected a woman, and yet your family courts yeah, are, are is interesting. So you have your family courts are less kind of centric, and yet you're even more cucked in certain ways than America.
2: Pretty much, uh, like I said, it's it's more it's more it's. Sorry, apparently I can't talk tonight. Um, it varies on what is in play like again as i mentioned you know property wise it's a little bit more fair to men but when it comes to custody battles with children yeah you're fucked like you know in america you might hear that rare instance where you know the guy got hit the children or something like that Uh, i i think it's almost unheard of in germany i have not heard of a single guy getting custody of his children so
1: even if the woman's like a crack whore she'll still get custody because vagina
2: Pretty much because there's this idea that women are nurturing, and that's mm. very much a big part over there. And unfortunately, barring a major collapse, I don't think it's going away. Unfortunately,
1: right? Okay, so it's basically because of traditionalism, because you know, the whole it... the whole roles thing. But it's but they would they literally believe that a, a child is better off with like their crack whore mother, regardless of anything, than. A father? There's no circumstances where they would give custody to the father.
2: Like I said, I, I maybe there is that rare instance where you know the father is like this wealthy millionaire and the okay. mother is a, you know crack whore, where and then they rule in favor of the father. But like I said, in terms of like common court, you know, just with your average middle class German family, I've never heard of it personally.
1: Mm. All right. So I mean, but what kind of what can we glean from that so we even if we you convince me that german court is slightly better when it comes to family court what's the what is the wisdom what is the point of this information how does that how can men use this information or did you just want Um, to like let us know
2: partially that and also just for the future reference for when this stuff does happen i mean personally i would rather not see you know the cultures of these individual european countries die you know i don't want to see germany lose any and all culture it once had i don't want to see that that to france england or anything like that but there does definitely have to be a purge of some of these you know uh i guess you call it toxic ass um aspects to it okay um yeah basically um Really, that was my main thing I wanted to open up with, but I also um, just kind of wanted to just go from there in terms of politics and differences. Right. Well, okay. So, I've got a, sorry,
3: I've got a question for from the chat for um, yes, uh, Jace. Uh, it's from Cold Hammer 99, he says, "For the guests. so he's now in America and isn't moving
2: back to Germany. Is not, that is that the case? Not in the near future. My plan is to." Effectively just get my education solid and settled. Get all my debts taken care of. Um, I will end up uh, immigrating back to Europe. I don't necessarily think it'll be to Germany. Um, kind of the main country I had in mind is Hungary, actually.
1: Okay. Any particular reason
2: why? Um, twofold. One, Hungary actually does have a very high demand for uh, computer uh, people, computer engineers, programmers, just for many things for different companies that are there and they are willing to help you immigrate there if that is your professional field and you have all the proper stuff so there's the the financial incentive i suppose and also i um i enjoy um like i used to travel all the time in europe i do enjoy the eastern european culture and i and with hungary as an example um with what you see in recent politics i mean they they haven't gotten nearly as bad as, you know, the rest of Western Europe. So there's a slim amount of hope for them, I suppose is the best way to put it. Yeah,
1: but the problem is, you know, it's getting bad everywhere. So even if Hungary is a few decades away from, you know, maybe Canada, the U.S., or somewhere like the U.K., in a few decades, they're going to be there, too. So, you know, long term, that's not really a solution
2: right but i also don't think it's going to last that long at least the situation in europe because actually this is another thing i kind of wanted to discuss was the european union and it's coming collapse because you know it, it's it's very hard to speculate when exactly it's going to all come crashing down but i wouldn't be surprised if it came down within the next decade honestly and when it does i think shit's really going to hit the fan in not just in western europe but all of europe
1: right so what, Which what do you will so how why are you immigrating to europe if you consider it wouldn't you want to immigrate somewhere like not europe maybe um somewhere in asia or south america
2: i thought about that but then i guess you call it there's like a pride aspect you know i am oh. i am prideful in my in my heritage being you know half german half english essentially okay. you know i don't want to just give up on my i guess my culture and Mm -hmm. if it means being over there at least to try and help i will and whether that's a dumb thing or a good thing i really don't know it's just what i want to do
1: well i mean you can bring your culture you can spread your culture in anywhere your culture isn't defined by your borders so Mm -hmm. you know like culture is exported all the time Right. So, you know, why would you – but if, if the state – if you even if you believe that the state is going to be suffering, it's not going to be a place you want to be. Why would you voluntarily go there simply because you have some ethnic or cultural ties and then suffer because, in that area instead of making a better life for
2: yourself? Because I do think that, yeah, when it collapses, you know, shit's going to be rough for a while. But at the same time, you know, I – again this is just the idealist in me talking i suppose but i want to do try, i do want to try and help rebuild essentially afterwards okay. you know get get Germ, get the german people back on their feet in a sense i mean you know i'm just at this point i'm just a lowly pleb who de- doesn't even have his college education finished yet but mm-hmm. at the same time i like to think that even one person could potentially make a difference
1: okay i mean that's i'm not going to judge what how, what you want to do with your life and i just hope it works out for you i guess
2: <laughs> yeah thanks i mean like i said i whether it works out or not i don't know it's just my plan um main thing is just that i know for a fact that i'm not going to be um i mean i'm not going full monk and you know disassociating disassociating myself entirely from women but yeah i'm not getting married fuck that i'm not suicidal there you go but um, I actually was curious um, about one thing. I know politics may not necessarily be your you know, dedicated forte, but I was curious about um, what you think of Europe at the moment, uh, in particular, like, the European Union states.
1: Yeah, I think it's not going to – the, the, the Euro is going to fail, and I think the EU is yes. going to fail, um, not undeservingly. But at the end of the day – You know, I think the West is on a collision course. So it doesn't, you know, at at the end of the day, I'm not really, I don't really have a lot of national pride. The way I look at Mm -hmm. it is I support that which supports me, I defend that which defends me, and I will, you know, fight for that which fights for me. And I don't see a lot in Western culture doing any of those things. So I don't feel any special reason to fight for it or try to mm-hmm. defend it or to do anything like once it's once it collapses i'll gladly help rebuild it but i'm not i don't want to be there when the collapse i'd rather go somewhere safe kind of you know mm-hmm. right and then come back come back when that it's safe influence.
2: to
1: oh. wait well, it's kind of like the think of like the marshall plan you know being in europe isn't going to benefit like the people who had to rebuild Europe after World War II. If they were in Europe during the bombings, they wouldn't have been able to do that. It was only by not being there, by being in, you know, the United States or other places, that they had the ability to rebuild Europe after World War II. Mm-hmm. So you don't necessarily want to be in Germany during the collapse of Germany. You want. Oh, to-
2: right, and. That's one thing I've already, um, like I mentioned, my mother is German, and uh, that's one thing I've actually already discussed with her. Um, if we, if shit hits the fan, we can at least see it coming, like within a few days. Um, I've already told her, you know, um, set up arrangements, you know, go, go somewhere where it's not going to be, you know, too, uh, too bad when the shit hits the fan. Um, right now, her main, I guess, the one place she would consider going is Poland right next door.
1: <laughs> okay. That's that's probably safe. I wouldn't advise just sticking around because you want to be there for your people. You'll do better for mm-hmm. your people by going somewhere safe and then come back during the rebuilding phase. Don't don't be there when the shit's hitting the fan because then you might become a casualty and then you're not helping anyone.
2: Right. And, and, and that's actually what it kind of influenced my decision to eventually pick Hungary, um, which even then I'm not totally settled on. It really depends on which nation in that kind of general area uh, would suit best for me, you know, financially as well as um, really just personal choice, which I like the most, essentially.
1: Okay. Now, how do you think Hungary is gonna fare in relation to the other EU countries when the uh, shit hits the fan?
2: A little bit better. Um, Hungary, unfortunately, is tied into the Eurozone in terms of its currency. However... Especially in recent years, there's been a very bit rising, a large rising tide of Euroscepticism within the Hungarian population, which is good, um, and the politicians as well have begun to reflect that. I mean, the best example being when you know this migrant crisis happened, um, you know Hungary just straight up said, "No, fuck off, we're not taking in any migrants, refugees, whatever you want," and they, you know, actually erect a fence uh, to keep them out.
1: Okay. Yeah, that's that's something. That's that's one yeah, a, notch on their belt.
2: A small one, at least. But yeah. Um, actually, that uh, now I'm thinking about the EU, though I actually did have, I actually did want to get your opinion on one person in particular. Okay. Uh, what do you think of? Um, kind of like the rise in female politicians in europe that have been kind of riding on this wave of populism like um you know Theresa may in the uk with brexit uh le pen with uh front national in in france Mm -hmm. and um uh, her name her name slips um, from me at the moment but she's the female uh chair for the german afd party which in germany everybody's like oh they're the far right when they're not really but i guess that's my main thing is what do you think of these female politicians gaining power essentially
1: well i mean i've i've done a couple of videos where in order to get anything done in a gynocentric society you have to kind of emphasize the benefit to women you have to kind of make sure that the women think that it's in their best best interest to do so like what i just did with the last caller You know, she called herself an anti-feminist, and she disagreed with me about taking women's rights away. And then I just convinced her that it's actually in her best interest to take women's rights away. And she then, At the end of the conversation, she was on my side. So if a female politician supports what I think needs to happen, then I'll support her. But I don't think female politicians should necessarily be a thing. But in the meantime, I'm willing to use the tools I have rather than, you know, refused like no, it would, an idiot would refuse an ally simply because of their gender so if right. if there's a female politician that supports something that's beneficial to me i'll support her but at mm-hmm. the end at the end of the day I i don't think women should vote so obviously i'm not going to be supporting female politicians in a general sense
2: mm-hmm. um and actually and le pen's an interesting case for me um just again tying into eu really quickly um are you familiar with the, I guess, the politics of the EU at all?
1: Um, ju- not I'm not an expert because I'm not in the EU. I don't know if Cat wants to jump in because he lives yeah. in the UK. Uh, oh. He wants he wants to talk about you like uh, EU politics. I don't know if you can offer well, better I'm, insight than me.
3: Yeah, well, I'm not a, I'm not an expert on EU politics because I'm I've never been. I've always not wanted to have any part of it. But go, go ahead. I, I know who Le Pen is. Yeah.
2: Okay, Uh, I'll I'll,
3: I'll
2: try and and be very general, but basically, when it comes to the European Union, there are two power players within it, Germany and France, essentially. Germany being the economic powerhouse um, behind the EU's financial power, and France, while still being a respectable um, economic power, their main thing is actually their military, surprisingly. Um, A lot of people don't know this, but the French army is the largest army in Europe barring the um russian army but you know then i get into arguments with uh certain alt writers about is russia actually european but that's another Uh, topic what about
3: what about belgium no i mean that's the heart of Belgium,
2: obviously the
3: european union so
2: yeah obviously
3: sorry oh
2: sorry belgium's an interesting case because even though they don't have much in the way of economic or military power a lot of the eurocrats you know the types yeah. who really do want to push for a european that's superstate, where they're,
3: yeah they writing the laws that's where that's where it's all coming from like, right and, it's, and, and it's
2: mostly belgian politicians who push yeah. for it i mean i can kind of understand belgium kind of you know basically got steamrolled by the major powers during world war one and world war Two. so you know <laughs> gotta try and keep yeah. it from happening again right yeah but anyway so the back to le pen though Um, The reason why I'm personally supporting her is not necessarily because of her politics, but it's because of her stance on the EU. I really do hope she follows through with what she says she wants to, which is essentially a a very much a Brexit-style pull-out from the EU. Um, Because that, in my opinion, that will trigger the collapse. Um, Because at that point, the only power player behind the EU is, well, Belgium, you know, in terms of the politics, but Germany. And the Germany may be powerful in terms of its economy, but it cannot sustain the EU by itself. It it just it doesn't have the ability to do so. It's not the United States.
3: Yeah, and then you've got all these other countries that are just you know getting their yeah they're getting their well they're getting their economy gouged as well. So you know they're not going to be you know much help when you know this all starts coming
2: down. So. Mm Hmm yeah um actually um for you uh, TFM, this I think might tie back to a little what interests you. Um, it, it, one interesting thing to note about European society uh, European society at the moment in comparison to here in the US, you know with the um with the influx of Muslim migrants, you know and the self-segregation it, it's it's very interesting to see like it's like a it's a really stark contrast. To see, you know, a very gynocentric society in this case being, you know, Germany, France, etc., versus the self-segregated Muslim communities, which are very patriarchal. You know, the mm-hmm. men have the
1: power. I don't know. The well, men, women. it it it's actually not religious. It's cultural. Like I had a right. I had a Canadian Muslim on my show who was blue pill as hell, and then I, oh, yeah, I and that. then I did an article about the uh, the Nagas men in India who are Christian, and they're patriarchal as hell. So I don't. Mm-hmm. It's not a religious issue. It's a cultural issue. If you have a patriarchal culture, it doesn't matter what god you pray to.
2: And you're right. It's just that um, you know the the culture where this hails from. You know, th- that's more or less my mistake in terms of identifying it. It's just that you know, th- there's really just one common identifier between these various cultures, and that's just that they're, you know, Islamic essentially.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's it's, it's one thing that people point to, but. Honestly, if you look at Muslims from Asia and stuff like that, they're not like the, the the Arabs. It's more of an Arab culture thing than a religious thing. But mm-hmm. yeah, but I don't know. That's my only insight. I mean, w- w- what about it? I think you had a you were starting a thought, and I interrupted you.
2: Yeah, really. I guess my, I guess really my question for you is, um, I can't remember. I think you did a video about this where, you know, cultures can bleed into each other essentially. Um, Do you think that the patriarchal culture of these various, um, you know, uh, self-segregated communities in Europe could potentially bleed over into European um, culture?
1: Yeah, I mean, culture is fluid. And actually, as um, native Europeans get outbred, uh, their culture is going to diminish. And the culture of the population that reproduces more is going to take over. Mm
2: Mm-hmm. So, basically, Sweden will become Swedistan.
1: Yeah, pretty much. I mean, yeah, nothing's fluid. Or, I mean, every culture is fluid, Not, but nothing's static. You know, when it comes to the racial, cultural makeup of a country, it's going to ebb and flow, depending on birth rates, depending on immigration, depending on a whole host of things. There's nothing inherent in the dirt which creates a culture. Mm-hmm.
2: But yeah, um, yeah. Really, uh, sorry. I know I've been kind of ranting on for a while. Um, I was just curious. You know, were there any questions you had for me in particular, or you know, the uh, chat no, anything?
1: no. I mean, I I'm following. I don't really consider the European politics to be completely dissimilar to what's going on in the U.S. and Canada and New Zealand and Australia. I think it's a general Western trend, and it's mm-hmm. it's all related to egalitarianism the welfare state and gynocentrism
2: oh um actually sorry i just remembered something i wanted to mention um this is one thing that kind of um is interesting and one thing that i um a lot of americans actually don't i guess kind of realize you know people think that oh you know europe society is so far to the left you know that must be where all this started um it's interesting because the you know like the really toxic aspects of the left at the moment you know the regressives the social justice warriors the feminists you know those hardcore types those actually didn't really they didn't start in europe those started in american universities surprisingly and then they bled over into i guess you could say like the european left and it's just funny now the european left is realizing that oh shit these guys are really toxic to us and they're trying and they're trying to basically kick them back over the pond to us which i i personally find it really amusing
1: well yeah that was during the cold war so yeah the the soviet union had a lot of people spreading their ideology in the u.s and also like the frankfurt Mm -hmm. school they were basically communists we brought from germany because they were fleeing hitler's third reich and then the united states gave them safe haven in america and they immediately started plotting the overthrow of america because they were communists so yeah no good deed goes unpunished
2: exactly um i can't remember the name of the guy it's there, there these old videos i found uh, on youtube i think his name was like yuri Bezmanov or something like that he oh was yeah a, he's uh, like
1: a soviet yeah i think miktel 101 reposted an old video of him where he was talking about you know um uh, the 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 ultimate fate of the useful idiots will be that they'll just be killed
2: yes and that is very true um especially based off the uh the stories that i've been told from um various friends who lived under communism in eastern europe um as a good example i have a i have an old mentor who lives he lives in washington state now he used to live here where i am now but he was a he was a former soviet soldier um he was basically he was 19 years old when he fought in the uh, soviet afghan war um then he when the union collapsed he also fought against the chechens uh, before finally coming to the states essentially and the stories he told me of you know what it was like to live under communism were I, i think that's kind of what woke me what turned me from being just a you know, a centrist to, I guess, being actually like, anti-communist, you know? Defeat it where we find it, that kind of stuff.
1: Yeah, I mean, communism is always going to be appealing because losers want to change the rules. So they'll, even if doesn't matter how many times it fails, it's always going to come back because it's appealing. It's unfortunate.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, and what he was, what Yuri, the guy, the Yuri guy was saying about it, you know, not just that one video about what happens to the useful idiots, but just talking about the subversion process, you know, of, I guess you'd say American culture, and what he was talking about, yeah, I mean, he was 100% right, Right. You know, we are now seeing the consequences of that, I just, and it's just, it's scary to think that this has been going on for so long, too well it's
1: what's funny is the the soviet agents who infiltrated the universities and started spreading communism they did it in order to destroy america's defenses so the soviet union could take over and but Mm. they they were true believers so even after the soviet union collapsed and there was nobody to take them over they're still trying to collapse america because i don't even know i don't even know if they even know why they're just like we have to collapse america it's like but the soviet union is gone
0: you're yeah, not. It, it, it's not the, going uh, to
1: be reabsorbed into some glorious Soviet utopia. It's just going to disintegrate into different like warring states. You're going to see like the United States split into like four or five countries. You're going to see Europe descend. You know, like the Dark Ages. Like that's not going to create utopia. But it's, that's their programming. That's what they've been trained to do, is to just try to overthrow the West. And they, they don't think on a logical level, they think on an emotional level. They just think America and the West is evil. And so even though the Soviet Union isn't around anymore, they still want to destroy the West because that's what they were taught to do by their Marxist professors and handlers. Yeah. And, so, and, th- and now they're the ones, it's like on the second or third generation, like the SJWs are like third-generation Marxist agents. Like it, the thing is, at this point, they don't even know why they believe it. Like the whole, the whole Marxist agenda has failed, but they're still pursuing it because that's what they were taught to do. So, and there's no way to get rid of them. You have to, you have to, you have to literally get rid of them because you can't like deprogram them because they have a slave morality. So you can't try to, you can't sit them down and talk about logic and reason. They have a completely different moral system. All you can Basically, do is you, gotta yeah, a, you gotta give, take
2: you gotta give them oh, go
1: well you, you got to take their power away. like um I'll, the example I like to use is Jimmy Carter Jimmy Carter is like a peanut farmer and he's probably a really good peanut farmer and as long as he's farming peanuts he's cool but uh when, he's a, he was a shitty president and people who think like him are are shitty so i don't want like them to be executed or anything but they shouldn't have the power to you know ruin people's lives like they are wont to do so they they can go farm peanuts they can go write poetry they can go do whatever the fuck they want but they should not have power because when they have power is when they start ruining people's lives and collapsing societies
2: yeah uh i was just going to suggest you know give them the old uh pinochet treatment you know free helicopter rides <laughs> when drop drop
1: them in, like, the water?
2: Um, well, w- re- I think the actual story behind that was basically uh, they would t- to take them in a helicopter, you know, to, like, the jungle and the mountains and basically shoot them and dump their corpses uh, from the helicopter. Yeah, uh, at least that's, that's what, that's, I, if I remember correctly.
1: That's too much work. I'd rather just, just shank them. <laughs> just, you know, like, why am I going to waste a helicopter ride?
2: Yeah. Exactly, or and well, eh, bullets are pretty cheap these days, well, right. In America, right. well, know, exactly. Well, that's why like people
1: up. are like, oh, we got to give all these people welfare because if you don't, um, they're gonna riot and everything like that. Well, then shoot them. Yeah. You know, um, what, what do you think is cheaper, a bullet or a lifetime of welfare for someone who'll never get a job or do anything productive with their life?
2: Yeah, exactly. The bullet will always be the cheaper option. Yeah. Um, best example I can think of, though, in terms of you know the types you were discussing, who are just—they don't even know why they fight for that cause. They just—they well,
1: do. Well, they know on them. They—they they believe in the ideology. They believe the Western culture is evil. Like when they talk about everything about the West is sexist and racist and homophobic, and they're the cause of everything wrong in the world. They literally believe that. They really think if they destroy the West, that the world is going to be a better place. But they—they they never really thought about it. Like obviously, the world would not be a better place. Um, if we descended into some dark age shithole but they don't even think like that they just they were trained that everything about western society western culture western civilization is evil and racist and sexist and homophobic and only by getting rid of those things they don't even like there was a guy uh john stossel talked about it there was uh this guy who was he was like a big marxist and was talking about how great Marxism was. And then he actually like lived in a Marxist country. And then he came back and he went on these tours talking about how shitty Marxism was. Because it yeah, isn't, it's like, it's like you, you talk to people from Cuba or Romania or um, all these countries that were formerly communist. Like it, within living memory, like their grandparents and their parents can tell you how shitty communism was. They are the biggest anti-communists you'll ever meet because they've lived under it. But when you talk to these kids who've never lived under communism, all they're hearing about, like, and now they're repackaging it as universal basic income, like, oh no, it's not communism. Communism's terrible. No, this is universal basic income. It's totally different. See, or or, um, anarcho communism. Like, oh no, like communism's terrible. What we're gonna do is we're gonna get rid of the state. And we're going to make everything free, and everybody's just going to like be taken care of because everything's going to be free, and everyone's going to get a basic income. It's like that's communism. I'm like, no, no, this isn't. This is completely different. Like, no, you just changed the word. Like, you just painted over the word communism and wrote something else, but it's just communism with a different name.
2: No, no, no. Well, not only that, <laughs> uh, no, not only that, with the, with the idea of anarcho communism and universal basic income. You know somebody has to manage that and then you have to ask them you know well who's going to manage that well we'll have a you know a group set up to do that yeah like a state
1: (laughs) yeah you you mean no because it's yeah it doesn't make the the whole anarchy thing it doesn't make any sense because they inevitably like even anarcho-capitalists well some of them are are actually intellectual but a lot of them who who say they're anarcho-capitalists they actually support communism but they or but they like private like privatize communism and it's like i don't think that word means what you think it means
2: <laughs> i think the, i think the term for that would be uh syndicalism wouldn't it be
1: yeah or like uh, mercantilism like what the spanish empire had they don't know what the fuck. these are like college kids who've never actually done anything in their life who don't even don't have a two brain cells to rub together, but they learned what a logical fallacy was on Wikipedia, so they accuse you of one every time you have a disagreement.
2: Right. Yeah. The funniest one is whenever they accuse you of a ad ha- hominem just because yeah. you, know, you call them a, you call them a fucking retard. Or no. well, the thing is,
1: I get accused of using a naturalistic fallacy. Look, like, oh, you're saying human nature makes communism not work. That's a, a an appeal to nature fallacy. It's like no, because it's true. Like if I said. Um, You know, bonobos like to rub their dicks together, so that means everyone should rub their dicks together. That would be a naturalistic fallacy. But if I'm talking about human nature and the reason why communist economics don't work and capitalistic economics do work is because one is in harmony with human nature and one is in opposition to human nature, that's not a naturalistic fallacy because I can point to the results. I can point to, like, no, this is actually observable reality, and this is why. I'm using nature to explain the reasons why observable reality is the way it is.
2: Yeah, in my opinion, the only, like, anarcho-insert ideology here that would actually work would be anarcho-transhumanists, because, you know, well, once we go past humanity, we'll just modify ourselves to however we need it to work. And we're done. I've got the questions anyways, from the yeah. chat. Uh, oh,
3: let sorry. me just jump in, so uh, you can finish it, Paul. It's from really bad hombre. Or well, ombre. sorry, my bad. What is the most capitalistic country that still adheres to traditionalism or repress women's rights? For example, EPO, PR, etc.
1: I, I don't think... The problem is a lot of capitalism, they're, they tend to be more egalitarian because they believe in freedom. So that usually opens the door. It, it's hard to... Unless you've been red-pilled, it's very difficult to deny. If a woman's... Because usually feminism, they start off... Now, I don't, wouldn't say well intentioned, but they start off basically saying, you know, hey, I just want, I just want to be like you guys, I just want a chance. Don't you believe in equal opportunity? And then of course they're like, yeah, of course we believe in equal opportunity. So then it's hard for, for to say no, you don't deserve a chance. But then of course they use that equal opportunity to then argue for equal outcomes, and then they demand the state to make things fair, and then it turns into a shit show. That's why that's why the red that's why the red pill is so important.
2: I would say um, to the chat question, which basically was "What which societies are capitalistic and also, you know, um, I guess you'd say keep a very a tight lid on, you know, gynocentrism and that stuff. I would say probably the only one I could really think of um, is actually the UAE, um, the Arab Emirates. I just, I don't know, I'm not too familiar with their economic system, so I could be mistaken. But as far as I know, they do adhere to the free market principles um at the same time you know it's at least if i um from if if my memory is not fucked today um yeah you know, like women don't have the right to vote in um you know dubai or any place like that well so i know would, i know hong you...
1: kong used to be like milton friedman used to use hong kong as his example of free market capitalism succeeding but then hong kong unfortunately Capitalistic societies tend to be victims of their own success because what they do is they become so rich and successful that people from socialist countries want to immigrate there because they want to get rich and they want the freedom. But then when they get there, they're like, I want to be taken care of, and then they fuck it up.
2: Yeah. Uh, quick question,
1: question, guys.
3: Quick question. Would you, could, would you ever consider living in, like, the UAE or you know Dubai or, you know?
4: Yeah, I don't give a shit. Any one
3: of those cities or countries? Or- I've,
1: I've been to Dubai. They have really cheap gold there. They had, a, they had a mall called the Gold Souk that was nothing but jewelry stores. It was like a three-story mall with nothing but jewelry stores. And you just walk into a jewelry store and you just, like, say, I want to pay this. And if they said no, you just start to walk out. and like, my friend, my friend, my friend, come back. And then they would, like, lower the price. And I got, like, so much gold. It was ridiculous.
2: Oh, shit. Yeah, I mean, I would actually, I would like to live in Dubai. Um, The other, the other country I kind of thought of, too, um, outside of just Europe and America, I'd have to look more into it. Uh, in terms of, you know, how the countries are, but uh, Botswana in Africa, they, I've heard really good things about um, that nation in particular, it's basically the only country in Africa that isn't a shithole, essentially.
1: <laughs> there you go, that's, you know, hey, at least there's something. That's kind of... Alright
3: guys, uh, I'm going to wrap this up, uh, we're, we're reaching three hours now, oh. so I, uh, there's a few questions that I need to get um, okay. done. Do you guys have any last words, you know, that you want
2: to leave out on? um not really i mean it was really fun being on i always wanted to kind of do this stuff and uh just worked up the courage to actually do it today um i really do appreciate you having me on
1: all right well thanks for coming on man take care
2: yeah you too see ya
3: all right that's done uh tfm let me get through these questions and then uh, we can wrap it up all right is that Alright, so first question. It's from Veriteshus. And he his question is, did you see the Professor Jordan's Jordan Patterson's comments on MGTOW? It looks like we may have another Brad Wilcox that needs some turf thrown his way. Oh, that Jordan Peterson guy? That guy that's been there? Yeah. uh no, I
1: mean he was he's been making his rounds in like the skeptic anti feminist community. It's I'm not surprised, you know, any traditionalism and, and I think a lot of MGTAW you don't just arrive at MGTOW. You usually start off, either looking at PUA or maybe even traditionalism as a possible answer. MigTo is almost like once you've run out of other options, because MGTOW is a pretty depressing realization. It, it almost feels like giving up. You're basically like, "Fuck," you know, there really is no other way. But before you reach that point, you want to. You don't want to give up. You want to believe that, just like Parappa the Rapper would say. You just got to believe. And, you know, so you think, oh, maybe I can use PUA and I can game women and I can manipulate their hypergamy with my thick cock. Or you're like, eh, maybe I just need I need traditionalism. And maybe if I just find a good Christian woman and I instill these values, we can have a, a, a good society. And it isn't until you kind of either through painful experience or something realize that those solutions are illusions then you eventually come to the conclusion that MGTOW is the answer. But I don't, I'm not surprised that, you know, cause people are only just now kind of starting to question, like the anti-feminist movements only been around for really a couple of years. It's only become prominent recently in the last few years. So it's going to take a while for people to kind of accept that MGTOW is the, the answer. It is the solution. Because it is a depressing, almost defeatist thing. When people accuse MGTOW of being defeatist, they're 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 not wrong. It's just it's not something that you just arrive at
3: immediately. I guess is my thought. Okay. Um, next question is from Proper Monkey. And this question is: What purpose would oh, it's a bit of a futurist question. What purpose would colonizing Mars serve? Aren't you just sending Med in there? to die until the planet is nice and comfy enough for the women's isn't the end game the same bullshit uh
1: yeah i talked about this in my video the solution it's like a two-hour series i compiled it into one video just search you know the solution in my uh, channel and you'll find it basically you know a frontier a societal collapse returning to patriarchy none of these are permanent solutions all they do is they reset the cycle You eventually get back to gynocentrism. The only solution would be to actually permanently change the reproductive dynamic. And you could do this through transhumanism or you can do this through uh, technology like artificial wombs, but you have to actually fundamentally change the reproductive dynamic. That's the only way to permanently break the cycle. Now my concern is I don't think we have the time to actually do that. I don't think we have the time to, you know, change human biology or come up with all kinds of crazy technology so i think in the meantime we have to think in terms of multiple cycles my goal is to try to preserve wisdom technology knowledge so that hopefully the next cycle lasts longer because the longer you stay in the soft patriarchy phase the more time you have to develop things like the artificial womb and transhumanism once you've reached feminism you're kind of almost on borrowed time at that's that point
3: mm. Okay. Uh, last question, then we can uh, wrap this up. All and right. it's from Proper Monkey Again. Isn't hiring only white males better under risk management? They can't sue for discrimination, can't sue for sexual shit, can't sue for racism, can't take maternity leave. Isn't that just good risk management?
1: Yeah. Well, that's the thing. The, these feminists, they pass all these laws to give women all these benefits, but they're actually making themselves less attractive for employers to hire. But then, of course, they they pass laws forcing employers to hire them in the name of discrimination. So they want free shit at the cost of employers. Then when employers don't want to hire them, they claim that it's sexist discrimination. So it's just another example of feminists wanting their cake and eating it too. So, of course, as feminists, like they're talking about menstrual leave in, in Italy, where women would get three extra paid days off because they have periods, literally because vagina. Now, of course, employers aren't going to want to hire someone who's going to work three fewer days a month. So they're going to want to not hire women. So then, of course, the feminists are going to complain about how sexist these employers are for not wanting to hire women who don't want to work and just get paid for free. And then, of course, the government, because women are the majority of voters, are going to pass laws forcing companies to hire them. It's just a big shit show. Feminism is just a shit show. What can I say?
3: Okay, uh, that was the last question, PFM. All right. Uh, I wanted to keep. I really wanted to keep this, you know, you know, really short because usually we probably go on for about four or five hours, right? So it's nice to see that I can I can see the timer on your screen, and we're pretty much, you know, five minutes to three hours. So I think we've done pretty well there. Yeah.
1: Yeah. You know, I think that we keep a good tight schedule. I think the show. Um, it was good, I think it was pretty smooth, limited technical difficulties, no DDoS attack, so that's always a good sign.
3: Yeah. But yeah, um, I think definitely we need to keep it to, I think 3 hours, just over 3 hours if anything.
1: Right, well now you said that, you know, I think that's like one guest every 45 minutes. Yeah. So that's, I'm fine with that. It really just depends on if, there's good guests, I don't mind going a little bit longer. And obviously, the longer the, the show, the more segments I can spin off, and that's that's fine because that's like basically free videos for my channel that I really don't have to work too hard on. I just cut them from the podcast, so I don't mind yeah. I don't mind going longer if there if there's something we're talking about. But I don't want to artificially stretch it just in the name of um, you know trying to keep some kind of thing because unlike a, a radio or TV show, we're not you know nobody's waiting for us to be done. It's not like oh, god, come on guys it's my turn to be on the show like no yeah so it's fine i think right. four, three hours is a good good thing though
3: and also a lot of uh, people were saying you know would we would we consider uh doing it on saturdays every now and then
1: uh yeah i mean i think we just kind of decided on friday arbitrarily mm-hmm. if you think saturday might work better or sunday might work better I mean, obviously this isn't a one-man show, so, you know, we, we can talk offline and come up with yeah. what day would be better for you, or we can kind of keep it fluid. I would like to come up with a consistent day just so people can kind of, if they want to be part of the show, plan their schedule a little bit better. Yeah. But aside from that, it doesn't matter to me.
3: Okay, yeah, that's all I really have to say. All right,
1: cool. Alright guys, Uh, thank you for joining us on the Turd Flingy Monkey Show, and we will see you 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 next time.
3: See you guys.